Dude, I was I was literally thinking about this just the other day. Every time we record, I'm like, oh yeah, no, this will be a quick episode. It'll be fine. Every every fucking time I hit that record button, I'm like, yeah, this is fine. We'll get it done in about two hours and we'll be good. I'm like, not a problem. And then <laughs> And then it gets to be like the two hour mark and we haven't even discussed what we're playing yet. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, I wonder whose fault that is. It's probably the host's fault, honestly. <laughs> but who's the host? I'm, I'm just a lowly just co-host. I'm just I also don't talk about movies for... No. What is that? You'd be way more interesting if you talked about um, anime titties, Dylan. I don't. I wouldn't know the first thing. Your beard is your only I personality feel trait. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's the beard and the fishing for me. <laughs> Dylan, can I just say I? Now that you have a face cam and I've been watching your Twitch streams, can I just say that? And this isn't any this. Well, honestly, that your beard's nice. I enjoy it. Um, it's aesthetically pleasing. Cool. But like nothing about the way you look would describe your personality. Yeah. Like I, everything about you is a completely left field for me. I don't. And I'm just like, where did that come from? What the fuck that means? It means that you don't look like you should. <laughs> you don't look like <laughs> the kind of like just the kind of personality you have. It it like like, I wouldn't know that by looking at you, is what I, I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? It does, because if I look at you, I see weeb, so I understand. Um, see, I, mean, I don't see that at all. I'm joking. But well, no, I'm, I actually I'm pretty have no sure idea. the anime t-shirts give it away. Oh, that would definitely do it. I'm pretty sure the copious amounts of Oscar t-shirts give it away. I don't know what my physical appearance has to do with my personality. I don't, I don't get that. It just, it doesn't match. Like, what I, the fuck like, does that mean? <laughs> Like, like I, I look at you and I would expect you to be like 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 a southern like a southern hardcore right leaning conservative. Like that's what I'm trying to say. Like it doesn't match. What does that look like? Or okay, uh, what I think probably a better uh, representation of what you're trying to say is like yeah, a Josh dude that's like fucking words. jacked as shit. But like all he talks about is like fucking anime from 1983. Yeah, like. But I don't see how what I look like doesn't involve fishing, video games. Okay, the fishing part. The fishing. Yeah, part the fishing so part is is correct. But like, everything you, you else. look like someone who fished. Literally everything else. Like I would look at you and not expect you to have a Harry Potter tattoo. Yeah, not at all. My fucking arms loaded with tattoos. I wear yeah, nerdy ass black glasses and a very well trimmed beard. You think Southern people give a shit how their beard looks? Hell nah. I spend more time in front of a mirror every fucking week than my girlfriend does. Bro, that's that's very true. I don't give a fuck how my beard looks. <laughs> or I do, but I just I'm not gonna do anything about it. No, really, I mean <laughs> I really need to step my game up in that department. <laughs> I am a I don't know. I don't I don't know. This is all out of left field for me. I didn't expect to be Fucking told that I don't think like, we're not roasting you. I don't think it is a roast. You're just making me question my fucking identity. I thought I had it figured out. Like, you, like you're making you're making it seem like you're offended and we're just roasting you. And that's I'm not necessarily say. offended. I'm just wondering where I went wrong with my self-image. You didn't do anything wrong. 
You're fine. We like you the way you are. We're just saying it's unexpected. I don't like me the way I am. Well, that's another conversation. Yeah. We can't help you with that. Listen, I wish I'll tell you, could. you guys something. Oh, God. I'll tell you guys something that has to do with, uh, I guess, image or mm, I don't know. Um, so we were talking or I was talking with some of the boys in one of my discords today. Yep. And we were talking about um, how uh, basically we were talking about shows that like um, like sh- should exist, shouldn't exist. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't remember how it got started. But anyway, um, one of the guys was like, well, you know, thank God that my my uh, his fiance likes The Witcher. He, and um, this was in relation to like shows that we don't like, but yeah. they do or whatever. And then um I said something about how Kayla is kind of a hipster uh, in that, like, if something's popular, she won't necessarily like it, uh, which is kind of the case, but, like, also isn't. Like, there are some things that are really popular that she likes, but, like, I think it's at a certain point if there's just too much of, like, people in her ear about, like, you got to watch this, you got to watch this, you got to watch this sort of thing. Like, she's, like, Mm -hmm. adamantly against it. So... He had said something about The Witcher, and I was like, yeah, she wanted to, and then one of her stupid-ass fucking co-workers came in and wouldn't shut up about it, and now she can't uh, watch it. And somebody was like, uh, how could she na- say no to Henry Cavill? <laughs> I was like, uh, he's gorgeous. I'd climb him like a fucking tree. <laughs> oh. I mean, Listen, guys, ooh. I never question my sex because, uh, or not my sex, but my sexual uh, preferences, uh, because I am very much into women. But boy, Henry Cavill is a goddamn good looking man. I still haven't figured it out yet on my end. I'm working on that. What? You you said that. Oh, you, okay. Yeah. Got like it. I'm saying I I was yeah. It, I, I'm it's I'm a joke. picking up what you're putting down. It's a gotcha. joke. Maybe. I, I I actually I don't know. It might not be. <laughs> it genuinely might not be. I don't know. I just feel like like I, I don't know. That's what it's a weird thing for me. Like eh, maybe, but like eh, also no, probably not cuz like dicks are kind of gross. But like dicks are gross. Maybe? Cuz like well, I hate, is a great I show. My own. Yeah, we have a great show. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I said The Witcher is a great show, but yeah, we have a great show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, The Witcher is a great show, right? I know. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's super fun. Hipster. No, it's not because of that. It's just because I'm watching so many other things. I just genuinely forgot it existed. Honestly. Never mind. I was going to ask what you're watching, but I'm a fucking idiot. I know what you're watching. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, however, I was the same way about Tiger King. Everybody in my fucking life was like, you have to watch Tiger King. And I was like, well, Tiger I'm not going to watch so it. So goddamn entertaining. I'm sure it is, but I'm probably never going to watch it now because everyone in my life literally wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. I mean, fair enough. And I was like, I'm kind of tired of hearing it now. Yeah, it just happened in like the perfect storm situation. COVID happened. Tiger King came out and everyone fucking it watched it. I didn't watch it. I listened to Sabrina watch it and I was done. Dude, it's so fucking entertaining. I'm telling you guys. That's like, I just feel bad because she's always like, you want to watch this? You want to watch this? I'm like, fucking no. I don't want to watch this. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel bad. Just the way you said it. You're like, no. This motherfucker goes, fucking no. (laughs) Like, Like... 
my answer is the same every time. I have to be in the mood to watch something, and that mood is generally never. Welcome. Uh, yeah, that's that's one way to do it. <laughs> Welcome to Uncooked Pixels. Uh, we have a semi-improvised show, not a semi-chub, uh, for you today. As <laughs> we just we just came up with the topic two days ago, uh, because we're fucking morons, and we were typing that outline until just about twenty minutes ago. Um, so that said, it's going to be a fun show, uh, this afternoon as we take you on a wild ride of what we feel is the best for the gaming world, uh, which we'll delve into shortly. Uh, on top of that magnificent topic of the show, which I actually didn't even give away, um, I, or Josh, I don't know how to do this. Uh, has got a metric ton of media to get you all caught up on. Uh, Dylan has become a Twitch god, and Austin has continued to watch anime. Um, I am, of course, your host, the one, the only Bebop man, Josh McMullen. And joining me, as always, is none other than my luscious co-hosts, Austin. My hair is my life, Stevens, and Dylan... If I shave my beard, I am nothing, Martin. How are you guys doing? Doing a really accurate description. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm doing great. I would have been doing better if we didn't start the day off by critiquing me, but I'm doing good. He's going to bring that up the rest of the fucking I'm going to bring that up every time we podcast. Every chance he gets. Every chance we're going to hop into one of his streams and he's going to bring it up. I'm going, I, I was about to say that will be the, one of my main <laughs> topics next stream. Oh man. Uh, Did I do it? All right. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Forgot. I kind of glossed over you. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Shut up. I'm doing all right. It's been a long day. It's been a long two weeks. Is that why you lashed out at me? Maybe. All right. I checked my time card today at work to like double check everything. And in the last two weeks, I have worked 148 hours. So I'm tired. Yeah, that's more than 145. That's fun. It definitely is. And I want to kill myself every second of the day. But here we are having a good time. That we are. Okay time. Uh, You know what a fun time is? WandaVision? No. Fuck. God damn it. Which one of the five? Of course you don't start with the first one. Uh, Lock and Key. Okay. So, uh, Kayla and I started watching Lock and Key about a week, week and a half ago. Um, and it is a Netflix original show uh, that is based on a comic book, I believe. Yes. Comic book series of the same name. Um, the comic book came out in... 2008 I believe mm-hmm. um, looking at yeah February 2008 right now um, so 
The show follows uh, this family who moves from Seattle to, uh, I believe it is Massachusetts. Um, I could have that wrong. But uh, so basically a tragic event happened to them. Um, well, I can probably go ahead and give it away because it's like there in the first episode. Uh, they're, uh, the three kids, their dad dies uh, and they move back with their mom to uh basically his old house and um there they soon like kind of discover like these keys that like are kind of like whispering sort of like they they can hear them or whatever um and they're used to unlock various doors uh but like in like weird sort of ways so like one of the one of the keys, uh, if you put it into a lock or, or yeah, if you put it into a lock and turn it in any door in the house and like you have a image in your head of where you want to go, the door will open up to where it is you want to go. Um, and then there's another one that, um, there's a very specific door that it unlocks. And once you step through that door, you kind of become a ghost. Um, so yeah, the thing though, is that there is a sort of demon that is also searching for these keys, uh, for, um, some sort of like (laughs) probably doomsday sort of, uh, situation. Um, and yeah, so that, I mean, that's, that's basically the gist of it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I really kind of like this show like a lot. Um so it it has a lot going for it. I think that the premise is very strong um and probably some of that has to do with the the comic book itself because the comic book is from uh, Joe Hill and I'm not sure who Gabriel Rodriguez is, uh, but basically, uh, if you don't know, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son and he literally looks just fucking like Stephen King, which is kind of hilarious. Um, but, uh, I like all of the characters a lot and I, I really like the premise. Um, the, kid actors are actually surprisingly good. Um, I'm like surprisingly good. Uh, and the adult actors are less so, which I thought was kind of fucking weird. Uh, mm. you know, all things considered, cause most of the time you're expecting the adults to be the better actors, but, um, some of the acting from the adults is like, Oh, Oh, kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I really like a lot of the things that it's touching on, like thematically and in its story. Like there are uh, obviously, you know, there's the the um, the fallout of like the father dying. But like because of that, like the mom of uh, the, the three kids in question kind of turns back to her alcoholism um, and it definitely uh, like it's got other stuff as well that it 
touches on. Um, I I was again in that Discord earlier, and they were talking about the comic itself, and like there are things that I haven't gotten to yet, and I'm not sure if it'll get touched on like later because it, it's already been renewed for season two. But like there are other uh, things that it gets t- uh, that like get tackled like uh stuff like rape and self-harm and shit like that and um so like that'll be something to look forward to but like one of the things that the show i think is lacking for me is that like well i i don't so i want to say this and i and i mean it as a compliment lock and key feels like a grade a top tier CW show. Um, and I, and I'm, I genuinely mean that as a compliment. It's like up there with like the first six seasons of supernatural sort of thing. Um, I, I totally mean that as a compliment, but because it kind of feels like a CW show and because it is, um, trying to play to a, uh, wider audience, obviously with like children and um, like, and families and stuff like that, it doesn't get to touch on those darker themes as much as I would personally like, like for instance, the the alcoholism is sort of a through line that you kind of see throughout the show, but Mm. also kind of like not like you get little hints of it here and there, but it's really only dealt with in two episodes. And even in those episodes, it's like a side story. But I would like to personally dig in a little bit deeper with that because I think that the characters deserve that, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we we only have one episode left. Uh, I think it's really good. Uh, and I'm I'm definitely excited to see a second season of this. So... Uh, if you haven't checked it out, oh yeah, I might check that out. That actually sounds like something no, I would be really no, interested. No, you can't tell people to check it out. This isn't your pick of the week. I'll, I, motherfucker, I'm the host. I'll do what I want. Oh, so now you know you're the host. <laughs> so now he's sure of himself. Yeah, now now I'm sure. Uh, both of you guys have been streaming. Austin, tell oh. me about how you've been getting fully into streaming. Yeah, I uh, I sat down yesterday. And I actually like um, went through the calendar on my phone and like made a uh, made like an actual schedule of like how I'm going to pretty much just when I'm going to stream, like I'm going to make the time to do it Um, because I like I don't know. I didn't think that I was going to enjoy doing it as much as I do, if that makes sense. Like I I went into it was like, oh, you know, it might be fun. It might be kind of obnoxious. But then like the more I'm doing it, I'm like, fuck, like. I'm having a really good time doing this. I kind of 100% agree with you. Like I'm having a fucking blast. And like last night, um, last night, like I, I, it to a lot of people is it's not a lot at all, but last night was literally like my third, my third time, like fully streaming. And I think I got up to like 11 or 12 viewers that were like staying for long periods of time. Cause I streamed for like an hour and a half. I think I started at nine I stopped at like 10 30, 10 45. Nice. And uh, I, I mean, that was and like that was cool to me because like, yeah, there were a few people that I knew, like my buddy Johnny hopped in on it and was watching it the whole time. I think Madison was watching it, um, but pretty much everyone else was just 
complete strangers that hopped in and just stayed watching and everyone was chatting like the chat was having a good time and i was like wow i'm this is fucking awesome even though i was playing fortnite and for some fucking reason last night i could not get my shit together i got my shit rocked the whole fucking time i streamed so i don't, I don't know what that was about because i'm normally a lot like the the last stream I did before last night, uh, I played two or th- either two or three games, and uh, every one of those games I came in third place. And the only reason I died was just because of bullshit, honestly. Um, like I think the second match, I, I, the circle was literally just a field, and I was being a fucking moron and in the middle of the circle, which I never normally do. Uh, I was in the middle of a circle, and a dude sniped me from a fucking mountaintop. So like I. I like me playing as much as I should. I should have known better. And I just I was more focused on the stream and like talking to the chat that like I just wasn't paying attention. Um, But last night was just I I don't know what last night was. I was getting my fucking shit handed to me left and fucking right. So hopefully I can do better about that. Um, I am going to. I'm going to try to get a capture card because at I'm I'm absolutely going to stream Persona 5 Strikers. That's fucking happening. So I'm super excited for that. But it's been fun. Glad you're having fun with it. It's <clears throat> something once you start doing, it's hard to stop. Yeah, like it, it honestly kind of is because I'm finding myself like all of my free time that I have. I'm like, oh, you know, like I, I could work on I could work on this build or I could do this or I could do that. And I was like. Oh wait, but I could stream though, and then I'm like, nah, it's like 11:30 at night. Why the fuck would I do that? Or you could work on a build on stream. Yeah, that's that's another thing entirely. Um, I I'm gonna get a new desk, and once once I get either the stimulus money or my tax returns, I guess whichever one fucking comes first. Um, I am gonna get a new PC desk, and the desk I have now, um, it's got like a. Uh, it's got like a like a shelf that goes over my monitor, but I'm actually going to take a webcam and like screw it into like the top of that shelf. That way it's looking straight down at the desk. So and I'm going to get like a ring light and shit like that. And uh, I'll, I'll probably do uh, builds on Twitch because I feel like that'll be cool. And I'll really fucking enjoy that, especially now that I'm getting into painting and like custom builds and stuff like that. That's going to be fun. I think that's where you'll get a lot of followers, too. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's where a lot of my shit will probably end up coming from, which I, I want to do more video game stuff. But also at the same time, uh, I like I, at this point, after getting back into 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 building in the last couple of months, like I I can't say that I love doing one more than the other. Like, OK, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I can't like. Normally, I would say, oh, well, like, you know, uh, gaming is my number one hobby. But now I'm just like, fuck, dude, like they're both my favorite fucking things to do. So I I can't pick one. So I was like, fuck it. I'll do both. And here we are. Mm -hmm. Here we are. Here we are. Um, Glad you like it. Dylan, you like it enough to the point that you got a Twitch affiliate. Yeah, I'm really sad that you came to me now because now I'm going to not talk for the next 45 minutes because you guys have so much more to talk about than I do. <laughs> Listen, if, if you don't want to talk about it right now. No, it's fine. I, I, I enjoy taking a moment to talk about myself. Um, <laughs> I got Twitch affiliate. Hell yeah. That's awesome. All right. Is that it? Yep. God damn it. Okay. 
Well, I love doing that. Guy, uh, listen, uh, you you listen to what? I watched some things. <laughs> oh yeah, you watched a lot of things. We'll find well, out. Tell me about, about Twitch soon. affiliation, though. Wait, you watch me sometimes too on Twitch. I sometimes, do? yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's always fun when you stop by for. Oh, speaking of which, no, you did say two things today. I swear to God, Austin, you came in today and you said. Uh, you said something. I forgot. Oh, look at you playing your ads or whatever. And then you didn't say anything for the longest time. I was like, this motherfucker left. Like you always do. I thought you did the exact same thing. No, like my, because, uh, you, I got the notification that you were streaming right as I went on break and I was like, Oh, cool. Like I have time to like actually sit down and watch him stream for a little bit because I'm, I'm a piece of shit. And my 15 breaks always turn into an hour and a half. It, it's an overtime day. I don't give a fuck. I'm not supposed to even be there today. I just showed up and clocked in. I don't give a fuck. But um, I know I was trying to watch you and like the uh, on my phone, like it, it, it wouldn't play the stream, but like I'd hit the pause button and then I'd hit the play button and it would go to a new frame, but it wouldn't play the stream. And then I would close the app out. I would close the app out entirely and I would hear the audio from your fucking stream. And I'm like, what? what is happening? Just let me watch it. And I got so frustrated. I was like, fuck it. I, yeah. I, I just can't do it right now. I don't even blame you for leaving in that case. The I heard they were having some issues. There. I don't know what they were having. I didn't have any on my end, but mm-hmm. um, I do appreciate you stopping by. But yeah, it, uh, it happened. I'm not going to say fairly quickly. I've been on the grind for a while, but the last day before I got affiliate, I knew that was the day. Um, <clears throat> I streamed hard. I had a lot of people like advocating for me. And sure enough, I had a I had well above the average that I needed watching me. And then uh, after, like, I got I think the last the last follower I need, I actually got after stream because I w- I do my normal raid after stream, and I was in the chat, and they were like, "Oh, go follow Dizzy because he's super close to affiliate and whatever." And then I literally got it. Then that was the last one I needed. And then they were they were dicking me because. <clears throat> I was waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. And it never came. And I was like, shit, I must be missing another requirement. So, uh, I went to bed. I was kind of disappointed. And then I woke up and it was like, uh, time to level up your game or something. And it was the Twitch affiliate invite. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like it, it felt so good. Like I had to wait a little bit for it, but it, it finally came. Um, and it's changed a lot. I mean, obviously, there's uh, subscribers now. There's ads and stuff that I can play to, you know, monetize my channel a little bit. But um, like the channel points you get from, uh, like, if you're in my stream, you're watching, you are actually accumulating channel points. And depending upon what I have, you know, certain things you can use those channel points to buy. Um, for instance, I'll have one for. I think I want to do it for like a thousand or fifteen hundred channel points. It's not a lot. Um, you get you get a good bit for watching, and you get even more for subbing and stuff like that. Then like consecutively watching each day you'll you'll uh, accrue more channel points but like i'll have one for a like x amount and it'll be like for puppy time because everyone loves when i bring the puppies on stream so uh like you could like redeem it a certain amount of channel points we'll bring the puppies on stream something like that so it's really cool because it gives viewers a way to interact with your stream on another level and it gives you another way to interact with them um, channel points are also open up to uh, making predictions, which is a really soft way of saying betting. Um, and that's where a lot of the fun comes in. So like, let's just say I'm, you know, p- 
playing Dark Souls and I'm about to go up against a boss and one of my mods can start a prediction tab for will Dizzy beat this boss or, uh, or not, yes or no. And um, you can bet your channel points. It's like you're you're investing all your money in one or the other. And if I do it and you win, you get a return from that. But if you lose, it's like you lost your channel points. It's just another way <clears throat> to add to it. And it's really fun. It really adds another level of... I'm not going to say immersion, but it's kind of there because you're getting immersed with the streamer and the streamer is getting immersed back in with you. Like you, you're just, it's on another level. So it's really nice to be able to have that. And then it opens up to having emotes. Um, I have a commission in right now for my sub badge, which should be here in the next couple of days. Um, and it opens up, it just, it's a lot of new doors and it's a lot of fun to finally be here and people still continuing to support even after I got it, who are continuing to come back. And I've, I'm already halfway there to unlocking my next emote from the subs that I've already gotten. So that's super nice too. Um, and it's on to the next one. It's that's awesome. Yeah. This was the first step and it's just, I'm still on the climb. There's, there's things that I'm currently working on, uh, for short term and long term goals. And it's a, it's a step, it's a step towards it every day. And it's just a continuous, you know, growing chat, meeting new friends. Like literally these are people that have helped me get to where I am because I mean, we're friends outside of Twitch. We talk on discord all the time. It's just a nice little community we have for one another. And it's just perpetuating. It's growing. It's going forward. It's not stopping. And that's fan. It's a fantastic feeling. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that is super cool. Um, uh, I'm super happy for you. I, <clears throat> I've been ho hopping in here and there as much as I can. <sighs> You're doing a great job over there, buddy. <laughs> buddy. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Are you winning, son? I'm uh, winning, Dad. Oh, this is so, good. Hey, I've not been able to talk to my dad in a long fucking time. Let me have this. <laughs> Uh, if it makes me feel any better, I've never talked to my dad. Boom. It doesn't. It shouldn't. Oh. Okay. Yeah, well, the, the joke. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was supposed to be funny, and then it just got darker. And then... <laughs> well, it's all said, about how it. we react to it. And I, I was an asshole. I didn't play off your joke. I'm sorry. No, it's not even that. It's just that I said it, and then saying it out loud like made me immediately sad. And I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a step back a little bit. I didn't like that joke too much. It's like you say it and you're thinking, oh, yeah. Then you're like, oh. It's like, it's like when you when you like tell somebody a story that like you, you tell your friends a story that you think was like, you know, kind of funny that happened to you. And you're like and your friends are just kind of looking at you weird. And you're like, oh, shit. Wait, that was traumatizing. Yeah. Like th that's it's, trauma. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah go go on josh to whatever you're doing next um i will just real quick uh josh i'm telling you this now because you know this kind of goes with the affiliation right like we're all affiliated together the three of us but um i'll occasionally mention like today i mentioned that i have a podcast to do this afternoon stream is gonna be cut short stuff like that more and more people are actually taking note that we're doing a podcast so it it works for all of us yeah so i'm not going to say that's going to garnish any more listens or downloads or whatever but people are taking an interest in it and i think that's pretty cool that oh cool. i mean it is definitely cool uh i was checking the analytics earlier and i'm really uh really happy to see that um like so 
a little peek behind the curtain for everybody. Our peak kind of like listenership was back in October. Like we we had a ton of fucking listens in October. And I think that's because we uh, what was the uh what was it Toaster Bath? Yeah, Toaster Bath I think is our best podcast still. I think that that was mm-hmm. the one where we sat down and we were like this is kind of like something special or whatever. Um but it was it was the episode before that it still to this day has our highest total listens. Uh, and then toaster bath was, was the next highest, I think. Yeah, it is the next highest. And then after that, it kind of hit a lull, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not like, uh, whatever. I'm not, I'm not like, Oh, Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, this newest episode that we put out, uh, what, two weeks ago, uh, is now our fourth most downloaded episode. Hell yeah. So uh, what, whatever it is that you're doing, keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're getting um, there. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. I know some of the boys in, in, my, uh, in my Discord have been listening to it. I uh, want to shout out Jeremy and um, uh, fuck Justin. God damn. I don't know why. <laughs> but... Oh, yeah. uh, Oh, and, and Tawny, if you're listening. Tawny? Tawny. Yeah, he's Dutch. Oh, okay. That's cool. He's, he's a good boy. He's a, I like how you said boy. that, and it just answered all questions. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, both of us were just like, oh, okay, word. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes sense. Uh, speaking of not Dutch people, um, I watched a little documentary what? called Icarus. Um, that was a really fucking improvised transition right there. (laughs) I I tried so hard. Holy shit. Uh, So Icarus is, uh, if I remember correctly, it is the, uh, best feature length documentary, uh, winner of the 2017 Oscars. I could be wrong. Nope. Yeah, it did win. Okay. And it was, it was actually released in 2017 it won in 2018 but whatever um so this is the documentary about the uh state-sponsored olympic doping program in russia and basically how it starts is there's this guy who he was a racer and uh specifically with with bikes and he um basically was saying that he wanted to kind of see what the differences is between like what an athlete does when he's not doping and what he is doing when he is. And so like there was a, uh, I forget what it's called. Um, but there was, there's this long endurance race that he ran one year. He finished 14th, I think. Uh, and then he decided for the next year he was going to do the doping thing. And so he had to get in touch with people to give him like a sort of, uh, uh, like a plan, I guess, to follow. So then he, he knew, knew what drugs he was taking and, and blah, 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 blah. And basically I got in touch with this Russian scientist, uh, who was the director of the, uh, Russia's like national anti-doping laboratory. But the thing was, is that he was actually the guy who was getting all of the fucking Russian athletes in like to get them passing the 
the anti-doping agencies like standards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really fascinating watch. Like it's really, really well made. And uh, like learning all of this stuff about like doping and, and how they got past the science and, and all that shit was like really, really interesting. Um, the only thing that really kind of bothers me about this documentary. And it's something that is, uh, not, not necessarily a problem with the documentary itself, but it's more of a, uh, like a philosophical thing. I personally don't understand what the problem with doping is because if you just let everybody do it, then it wouldn't be a problem. But it's like you, you have people who do it and then pass the things and, and like, like just take for instance, the NFL. Okay. You know, motherfuckers are using drugs. You know that they're using performance enhancing drugs. They, they just fucking are. Mm -hmm. And you let it slip by because they pass your tests or whatever. But like, if you were actually, if you actually cared about it, then like you would, you would make your test more stringent and you would make like, you, like you would crack down on it to the point that like, uh, like it wouldn't be a thing. Right. But like, the thing is, it's like, you don't care enough. So like, why don't you just let everybody dope? Like, I don't understand. It would make your product better, but, yeah. uh, I don't know that that's a philosophical thing that I, I don't think a whole lot of people actually see eye to eye with me on this. Um, like I just, I don't see what the problem is personally. Like, I think that Lance Armstrong, who is, like, kind of where this documentary starts, I think he totally deserves to have all of his awards. Like, sure, he used performance-enhancing drugs, but, like, again, who the fuck's not taking them as a professional athlete? I'm sorry, but it's just, like, if you really think that there are people out there not using PEDs, you're fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know enough about sports to know that. No, the only thing I would say is I really would never want to see that in terms of mixed martial arts. Oh, yeah. But the the thing I, I knew you were going to bring up, I was going to say the thing about mixed martial arts, though, is I feel like that takes a lot more skill. Yeah, like, it's but not, people it's not, do use them. That's the shitty thing. Like, uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like uh, John Jones got busted for fucking PEDs. And, and I Jones hate that like, you brought him up because I feel he is such a great fighter. He, he never is. had to use that shit. He would have been the best of all time, pound for pound, but he, he used that, that and he, he tarnished his record. I think it's Habib, but okay. Oh, uh, well, gonna, yeah, yeah, okay. H- Habib is a fucking monster. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. But John Jones, he truly is. He's fantastic. And it's like... As much as I love Daniel Cormier and I love the rivalry that those two had, John Jones is unfortunately the better fighter. Like, mm. love DC more than John Jones, but John Jones is just good. But he got, he got, yeah, he got pegged for that shit twice that I can remember. Um, mm-hmm. The cool thing about the the UFC is that they, I think, it just now made it okay to where if you test positive for weed in your system, they don't care. That's fucking dope. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, but the 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 PEDs, that's still a big no no in there. And there's a lot of guys. I mean, there's I'm not stupid. There's a lot of guys using them, but there's also other guys that are truly skilled and truly care about their craft and the just the, the martial arts themselves. 
you know, it's an it's an ancient fighting style essentially, and they're paying homage to it. But then there's some people that come in with PEDs and they kind of tarnish it a little bit, and it sucks. But maybe that's not the same for all sports. At the same time, like I think MMA is one that I should absolutely stay out of. But then there's other ones that maybe it makes a little more sense, like fucking baseball. Baseball, I'm even okay with football. Yeah, yeah. Personally, but uh. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that was Icarus. Yeah. Um, it's good. You should check it out. It's it's, it's a well-made documentary. It's really good. Oh, um, yeah. Austin, you were talking about uh, your model kits earlier when you were talking about streaming. Tell, tell me what you've been doing. Yeah. So uh, I know I talked about it on the last episode, um, but I've really kind of gotten hardcore back into it. Um, I haven't really bought any more uh, recently just because – uh, money um, coming out of last year. There's still a lot of uh, bills and shit like that that I'm trying to get caught up on and trying to get stabilized on. So like any of my like hobbies and shit like that are kind of being like put off to the side right for right now. But with this paycheck, that's all finna change. And I'm really excited to see Madison's reaction when that big ass box of a backlog that I'm probably going to take me six months to do shows up at the door sometime next week. Um, I've got a couple of cuts, uh, custom projects planned. Um, I, I haven't painted in a long time. Uh, I, I painted a couple model kits in high school, but they weren't like, I didn't, I didn't fully customize them. I would use paints to, to, to fill in the, uh, um, to make them more anime accurate because with Gundam models, usually the higher end ones, like you don't really have to fucking do that. Like it's not a problem. Um, but like the, you know, the cheaper ones, like the $20 high grades, they come with like this big ass fucking sheet of stickers. And to me, there's always been like, if, if I'm going to build this model kit, I don't want to ruin it by putting these cheap ass fucking ugly looking stickers all over it just to fill in details that I felt like should have been there in the first place. Um, so when I was building, when I started building back in 2014, um, I got into just painting the details in myself and, um, uh, I'm really excited to that. I have an actual idea now and I'm going to do my first like full on custom project. And I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I know I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it looks really fucking dope. Um, and the custom project I, I've got planned out is uh, taking the they, they, they released a new line recently. Um, they typically only do this line for Gundam models, but for whatever reason, they decided, hey, we're going to we're going to make even uh, Evangelion models. And um, I'm pretty much taking one and painting it to where it looked in the original anime after it was upgraded and had a color scheme change, um, because I know they're not going to release like that colored version of that suit. So I'm I'm going to do that, and I think that it's going to look really cool. I'm actually going to buy two so I can build the original and the new color and kind of more with the armor upgraded so I can have them kind of pose dynamically next to each other whenever I decide to get glass shelves and cases and shit like that. So that'll be really cool. Um, I downloaded some stuff on my computer uh, and gotten, like, stock images of mobile suits that I want to get models of and customize, and I've been using, like, a like just like paint editor to like edit the colors to like see if I like this scheme or that scheme and shit like that. And so I'm super fucking excited. I know I'm about to take a trip to Hobby Town, USA on fucking Saturday and I feel like I'm going to spend a lot of money in that bitch. 
Because you got to buy primer, you got to buy paint, you got to buy yeah, sandpaper, you got to buy masking tape, you got to do all kinds of shit. So, luckily, the paints that like I want to use, they're really not expensive. I think they're like two dollars a jar. So, and I I only need for this specific project, I only need I think maybe really just one shade of blue. Um, I'm probably gonna get a couple cans of it just or a couple jars of it just in case. Um, but I am eventually gonna I'm I'm starting hand brushing because that's where I'm more comfortable. Um, but eventually I'm going to invest in like an airbrush kit and like a ventilation system, uh, like a ventilation, like a small ventilation system for the game room and shit like that. So one day. Awesome. 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 Well, um, I'm going to roll my last two, uh, into one because wait, I don't get uh, to talk about being a Twitch affiliate. <laughs> <laughs> He said, let me oh, good times. Yeah. Um, that wasn't, that was my blurb. You can go ahead. Okay. How does that make you feel? Uh, Disgusted? Good. Um, so I've been watching WandaVision. Uh, good. I am up through what the What about first CosmoVision? CosmoVision is amazing. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I'm up through episode three of the show. Uh, I have not watched episode four yet. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, uh, because of the people who may still be watching it, but I'll say this. I think that it is wonderful and it is a mm-hmm. breath of fresh air compared to what the rest of the MCU is. It's very rooted in that sort of nostalgia of the sitcoms from different eras. And I really fucking love that. Um, I think that Paul Bettany is incredible and still to this day does not get the fucking love that he deserves. The dude is a fucking amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elizabeth Olsen is just as fucking good. Uh, I really love her. I think she is excellent as uh, uh, Wanda Scarlet Witch. There we go. God damn. I couldn't remember her name. Um yeah, so if you've got Disney Plus and you like anything about the MCU, I highly recommend it. I think it is wonderful. I'm really excited for you to watch the fourth episode so we can talk about it. Yeah. You know what I hate about Paul Bettany? Oh, God, what? God. Legion. Dude, okay, hang on. I will I will 100% give you that. Legion is a god-awful movie. Yeah, I think that's probably why I stopped watching movies. Dude, you said it was so bad it made me care less about the whole industry. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck I saw. I thought that seeing that in theaters was going to be a good idea, but I saw that oh, in theaters God. and fuck. Yeah, you can't fuck, get that back, fuck. dude. Fuck that movie. That movie is bad. Like if you would have told me Paul Bettany and Tyrese Gibson would be in the same movie together, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh my God. Oh, dude. Not only that, but they had uh uh, fucking what, God damn it! What's his name? Uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah. Who I don't think is a particularly good actor, but I mean, like, oh. he's he's a good like he he will sell tickets. You know what I mean? Like, people will go to see. Oh, it's a Dennis Quaid movie. Like, did uh, fucking uh, so Tyrese Gibson was in that movie, yep. and then what's his face was in that fucking movie? Uh, his name isn't Lucas Till, is it? Oh, uh, Lucas Black. Lucas, I'm thinking of Lucas Black. The other guy from, uh, wasn't he in Fast and the Furious or something? 
Yeah, he was in Fast and the... And you're right, it is Lucas Black. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was in Sling Blade, um, and then he was in Tokyo Drift. Yeah, Tokyo Drift. So you have Tyrese Gibson and Lucas Black in the same shit. Yep. They're separated by one Fast and the Furious movie. That's it. God damn. In a movie with Paul Bettany. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that Tyrese Gibson paid to be in the first Transformers movie? That I was about to be like, weird. wow. He paid he Michael Bay to be in that movie. Yeah, he was. I, I, yeah, I, I, I remember now. I forgot. I had to think back. I like Shia LaBeouf. He's a highlight. Shia LaBeouf. <clears throat> Have you guys ever watched that? No, I'm not getting into that. I'm, okay. Okay. Getting back. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I watched um, that I will talk about is Wonder Woman 1984. How bad was it? Um, it was something. Uh, I don't think it was bad. Uh, it certainly was not good, but I, I do not think it was bad. Uh, there are lots of things in this movie that totally work and lots of things that do not work in the slightest. Um, let me talk about the things that work first. Pedro Pascal is awesome in this. He fucking chews the scenery like it is like, like he's never eaten anything in his life. He is so fucking fun to watch in this movie. Um, I really like the chemistry between Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. Uh, I think they have great chemistry together. Um, and I like Gal Gadot, but for some reason she just didn't do it for me in this movie the way that she did in the first one. Like, I think she's probably the best part of that first movie. Uh, but this one, not so much. Um, and maybe it's just because how good Pedro Pascal was, but like, I don't know, something fell off about her this time. Mm. Um, there are some really cool little like visual sequences that uh, I think are like, uh, like they're really nice and colorful um, and very like uh, uh, one, one of the guys in the discord kind of compared this to the 1978 Superman. And I totally can, can see that uh, especially in how colorful some of the sequences are. Um but uh, this movie has a lot of fucking problems. Uh, like just, okay. So just for instance, the opening sequence of the movie is a sort of like, uh, I guess like an obstacle course uh, that is with young Diana. Um, and it's, it sets up the whole, thing about the the kind of whole like theme of the movie is uh basically that there's no easy way out like you can't like um uh, i I don't know how to really put it better than that but basically that that there's no easy way out you can't take shortcuts that sort of thing so um it starts with her and it's setting all of that up but the sequence just goes on for fucking 
ever. Like there is no sense to the pacing whatsoever in this fucking movie at all. There are parts that are like great and they're like, uh, really kind of like, um, uh, like engaging or like, uh, like funny or, or whatever, but they'll be cut so incredibly short. And then there's this stuff that's like fucking boring as hell. And it just goes on and on and on. And like, like, bro, could you fucking do something about this? Like there needs to be some consistency here. (coughs) Anyway, the first, like the opening sequence of the movie to set up the, 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 the whole theme and everything in a normal movie, this sequence would take maybe 10 minutes. This sequence goes on for fucking half an hour, dude. I like, and I'm God. not exaggerating. It's so Fuck long. Oh, when it finally gets to 1984, it gets significantly better with the pacing, but it's still got these like lulls that just don't do anything and they need to be cut the fuck out. And it's just, ugh. also because I just stated it, it takes place in 1984, but it doesn't do anything with that setting to like make it worth the namesake. Like, I don't know why this was, why this movie was set in 1984. It has nothing to do with the year. It has nothing to do with the decadence of the eighties. Like there's nothing here that says that it had to be set in 1984. And that is such a letdown to me. Like there obviously, you know, you get sequences where it's like, oh, look at the fashion. And like there's a, like a, there's a, a whole mall sequence at the after the the little opening sequence. There's a, the little like, I guess, mall sequence. And like so that's very 80s. Oh, yeah. But like it's it's so pastiche. Like it doesn't fucking say anything. And I don't know why it had to be set in 1984. Just whatever. Mm -hmm. The next thing, it does not make any fucking sense whatsoever. So basically the whole plot that the bad guy follows, spoiler alert for anybody who's listening, by the way, the, the bad guy gets this thing called the Dreamstone. And basically it grants any, any wish that you would want. He turns himself into the Dreamstone, which ultimately doesn't make any fucking sense for the plot. Like it does not make any sense, dude. But uh, barring that Wonder Woman or Diana, whatever you want to know her as unknowingly wishes for Steve to be alive. So it resurrects Steve. But the thing is, is it doesn't bring him back from the dead. It just puts him in someone else's body, dude. She wished him. She wished for him to be alive. Why is it putting him in someone else's body? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, and this is simple stuff that someone could have caught in the fucking, like in a rewrite. It feels like they went with the first draft of a script it, it literally feels like no thought went into this other than like, let's slap it on a fucking page and now let's shoot it. Like really? Oh God. God damn. That sounds terrible. Honestly, <laughs> that's fucking awful. So 
there are other things in this. I like, I feel like I'm getting a little long, so I'll, I'll start to wrap it up. But like, there are other things that like really annoy me. Like for instance, uh, the, the cheetah who is, uh, the, the cheetah in this world of wonder woman is supposed to kind of be like her, Wonder Woman's arch nemesis, if I yeah. if I remember correctly, she's basically supposed to be like the uh, Joker to Batman sort of thing. Yeah, she gets so little time as a villain. Not not Barbara Minerva, the the uh, uh, the, the I don't know woman character. I guess is how you would say that. The fight with the cheetah when you well when you first or when you finally get to the cheetah payoff at the very end of the movie the fight with her takes five minutes and then it's over mm-hmm. like sh- shouldn't this have been like sh- I mean she's the main bad guy in Wonder Woman comics shouldn't this have been like more and the thing is like I know that the kind of the the main main villain Max Lord is uh, again he he's the main villain but like you I feel like you could have gotten more out of the th- the thing with the cheetah and not only that but like so part of the reason that you tell that she becomes a villain, right? Is that there's this guy who kind of attacks her earlier in the movie, uh, while she's walking through a park and wonder woman comes in, she saves her from him. And then she's walking by later in the movie after she's kind of like wished to be, uh, closer to Diana. So like she starts to, you know, be prettier and people start to notice her. And like, she notices that she's getting stronger, blah, blah, blah. Well, so she's walking by the guy and then he says something to her and she's like, Hey, aren't you the same guy who attacked me just like a week ago? And then he, he basically comes out and is like, yeah, and I, I'll fucking do it again. And then she beats the shit out of him. And we're supposed to expect that like, this isn't a good thing. She's kicking the shit out of her attacker. I don't know why this makes her a villain. Like Mm -hmm. this is the scene where you see that she's become the cheetah and she's become the bad guy, but like she's kicking the shit out of a douchebag. Why is that a bad thing? Yeah. I don't, uh, I, there are so many fucking problems with this movie, but there are some really great things too. And I really just, it feels like a movie that has so much potential that is just wasted with bad decisions. Like there's, there's a scene near the end that kind of hit me really unexpectedly hard. And it's right after wonder woman delivers this long monologue where she, I'm not even shitting you. She looks straight into the fucking camera. Oh my God. And it's like, it's the, it's, it might be the worst thing about the fucking movie, dude, because she really just like reiterates the entire theme of the movie. Mm. She literally just says there and is like, here is the theme of the movie and does it for fucking like five whole minutes. That's, That's goddamn annoying. And, and it's super cringy. It's, it's super cringy. And it's also like, it doesn't respect the audience. Like you would think like 
do you are you trying to tell me that you don't think that the audience is fucking smart enough to get the point of the movie like do, that you Honestly, have to have like, this if you want to put that in a movie like inception okay fine great but you want to put that in a dc comic movie get the fuck out of my face yeah, yeah it's it's fucking it's like, ugh, that's ugh. obnoxious yeah if but, i already wasn't ever gonna watch that movie you definitely just sold me on <laughs> never watching that fucking movie <laughs> So when I said in our text chat it was a bad movie, I was right. You, uh, I think that there are parts of this movie that are worth watching. I don't. Think yeah, but you just told me not to watch that movie ever. <laughs> That's what I took from it. All right. Well, anyway, let let me let me finish this off. There's oh, there's one done. scene in particular that I think actually sums up parts of the movie that I think are better than than anything else. At the end, after she's d- delivered her speech. And the power kind of reverts back to the stone and Max just becomes like a normal guy. He realizes that his son is going to die because of his actions. And he runs out and starts like calling for his child. And the entire movie, he's kind of been like a complete dick to this kid, like just a complete dick, not worried about his well-being at all. And then he runs out and is crying for his child. He wants to fucking see his boy and like whatever. And it is, it totally, I think speaks to the theme of the movie that like he hasn't been putting in the work. He's been taking the shortcuts because he, he will take the kid in and it's his weekend to have him. And then he's like, okay, go with my secretary and she's going to buy you ice cream and like toys and all this other shit. And like the entire time he's not being a parent, but at the end he kind of realizes like what is important and that he can't take the shortcuts. He has to actually be a father. And like Mm -hmm. that to me spoke to me way fucking more than Wonder Woman's like monologue. And like, I just, the movie could have done more of that. And I, I would have liked it a lot better. And it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I think it's worth a watch for certain reasons. One of those reasons being you should watch this movie if you want to see how not to edit a fucking movie. <laughs> like, but anyway, yeah, I've, I've been going on too long. It's, uh, it's perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. I'm never going to watch it, but fuck. <laughs> That sounds that just sounds awful, and it sounds like something I don't want any part of. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, we have got what one last thing for you, Austin, right? Yeah, I'll be super, super quick. Um, so I have I know I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, I have been trying to do kind of a like Universal Century like marathon because there are a lot of side stories from the Universal Century that I have never seen. Um, I, I think like two years ago, I got like three episodes into 08 MS team and I completely fucking forgot about it. Um, but, uh, over the course of the last li- maybe two or three days, um, I started rewatching eighth MS team and holy fuck. I genuinely think 08 MS team is the best thing from the universal century. I wholeheartedly believe in the original universal century timeline of Gundam Eighth MS team is the best fucking thing to come out of it. Now, I there's still some more I haven't seen. Um, 
I've never seen F91. I've never seen uh, 0083. I've never seen 0080. Uh, well, actually, I'm on the last episode. I started 0080 today, and I'm actually already on the last episode because it's only like six episodes. So, uh, and it's getting better. I thought the show fucking sucked, but it started to get better. Um, but the, <laughs> Gundam has a really big problem, especially with any Gundam series that came after like 95. Uh, they have a really big problem of treating the main characters like they don't really treat them like human. They treat them more like like these overpowered super soldiers. And oh, wait, the MS team does not do that. It, it is constantly reminding you that that the members of this team and the squad, that they are very human with very real problems and very real feelings. And that's. That's not something that we get a lot of in the Gundam franchise anymore, or honestly, really fucking at all. Um, at this point in in the Gundam Gundam franchise, every main character is some kind of like, literally, I, the whole plot of Double O was the main character was the very first person who became like the next evolution of humanity, and like that's cool, but like, you're doing the same fucking thing over and over, and I'm I'm getting kind of tired of it, but. I, I I just it's a masterpiece as far as ma as far as the Gundam franchise as a whole goes, and it might actually be. I wouldn't say top five, but I would definitely say top ten uh, anime series that I've watched. I think it's fucking great. Um, I think if you like, it, I wouldn't even really say it's for mech fans because they they don't overly rely on the mobile suits all that much. Um, and I just think that's great, and it has the best fucking fight scene from the entire franchise. I think that the, uh, Josh, I know you said that you watched it back in the day. Um, I think the fight scene between the main character and the, uh, the stupidly named goof mobile suit. I think that is one of the best fights Gundam has ever fucking done. And it's a really good show and you should go watch it. It's on Hulu and it's only like 12 episodes, but it's fucking cool. Was that your pick of the week? No, it was not my pick of the week. <laughs> you both are breaking the rules. <laughs> hey, if Josh did it, I'm going to do it. Apparently. That's what I got to tell you guys. I'm glad you guys had so much to talk about. <laughs> do more. What, what? Go do more things. I try, but I'm too tired and depressed. Did oh, you wow. guys think that we were done with our continued looks at the past? Because if you were, you were wrong. I was really hoping we were fucking wrong. You were, uh, all bullshitting side. We had several topic ideas that we were tossing around this week. Uh, some of which I think we'll get to in the near future, but one just kept sticking in my head, particularly once you mentioned it. Um, and so Dylan has asked me repeatedly what my sort of gimmick will be for Twitch. And I kind of think I figured it out. I think it will be PS1 games. Uh, but that had kind of gotten me in the headspace of retro games. And then when Austin came forth with the topic of this particular show, well, how can I not resist? So what, pray tell, is the subject of conversation this week? Well, we've decided to come together and talk to you about games that we love that we believe need remakes, remasters, or re-releases. Uh, without... With that out of the way, uh, why don't we just go ahead and jump right into it? Um, Austin, do you want to go first? 
Or no, Dylan, I'll you want to go first? Okay. Well, if Dylan wants to, he can go first. Go ahead, bud. You're so nice. You're like, yeah, I want to go first, but then you heard that I had the opportunity, and you're like, oh, no, he can do it. Um, you awesome. Can go this first is your top. No, this is your topic. <laughs> okay, God. Um, so uh, none of you guys responded to my text when I, I, like I, asked, I asked how – yeah, very like you. Um, <laughs> when I brought up the idea of having one game – that we wanted to be uh, re-released on modern consoles, one game remastered and one game fully remade. Um, but <laughs> I didn't even see that. Oh, but no, because I, neither of you replied to that, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do anyway. So fuck you. That, yeah, I just well, did, so that's, uh, uh, I, I admit to um, text you back and be like, I think that that is a great idea, but uh, I don't know that we necessarily all need to follow it. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right, congrats. You followed your own text rules. I went a different route. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, okay. okay. All right, well, I'm going first then. Uh, let me pull up my notes so I can remember what it is. Uh, so the first one is what I think needs to be re-released on modern consoles. And I was actually watching somebody stream uh, Blinks the Time Sweeper. The other day. Do you guys oh, remember that? Oh, shit. Yeah, I fucking nope. loved Blinks. And that was going to be my pick, but it is not. Fuck you. <laughs> as much as I really want to see oh, that game. I remember that game. Fucking uh, ported over. Um, I started thinking about, like, like what did I play in, like, fucking middle school? Like, what did I play, like, a ridiculous fucking amount of in middle school and early what? high school? And that, surprisingly is a Dynasty Warriors game, or it is a trio of Dynasty Warriors game. Oh. Yeah. And it is the Dynasty Warrior Gundam titles. Oh, God damn it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> no, I genuinely think, like, I genuinely, because, like, they're they're not backwards compatible on any platform. They're not on Steam. They're not anywhere you could buy on PC. That I fucking know of. If they are, I want to know right now, because I'll buy all three of them at this very fucking moment. But they're not. Dylan, do you want to say something, man? Because you keep trying I'm just to, like, then go ahead. You are fantastic. You did the dirtiest thing possible, and we were just going to gloss over it like it was nothing. You said choose three games to come in here with, and you slowly, like low-key, added a fourth one. You're like, I really think Blinks need a remaster, but this isn't what I'm choosing. And then you jumped into your other game. Like, damn, yeah, that did. was fucking filthy. <laughs> I can respect that. I was like, are we really just going to gloss over? That was like, that man went all in and he won. It's like nobody's saying anything about that. I was like, how are we skipping over? That was great. But um, no, I, I, I remember, I remember specifically when I was a senior in high school um, because I was, I still had an Xbox 360. I had not made the upgrade. And I remember going back and looking at just how much time I spent in, in Gundam Dynasty Warriors 3. And I had over 500 hours on that fucking game, dude. And that's from that's from the point where I was a freshman in high school until a senior in high school. I played that game through that time period. Uh, actually, that might have been sophomore because I don't think that game was out yet. I think it came out a little later than that. Um, but the first two, I still had an ungodly amount of time into. Um, they are the only Dynasty Warriors games that I fucking like. Uh, I tried to play Hyrule Warriors and I fucking hated it. I could not get into that shit at all. I haven't tried the new one and I'm kind of scared to, but I will eventually when it's not still a $60 title. Because I don't think any I don't think any Dynasty Warriors game is worth me paying $60, honestly. 
Um, but if they ported these, I, I would pay. I, I, I'd pay eighty if that's what they charge for them. Honestly, I would absolutely do that. I want to see these games come back. I am mad that they're not backwards compatible, and I just think they were a whole lot of fucking fun and just hours upon hours of content. Um, in all three games, you had you had story. You you could play through the storylines of the of the Universal Century. Not all of it. It was mostly just Gundam Zeta Gundam. Double Zeta Gundam and then Char's Counterattack, which was like uh, like the main series that everything else was kind of a spinoff on. Um, you could play through the campaigns of those, and then it had an original mode, which was just this really bullshit, like uh, honestly kind of fucking stupid plot that was an excuse to bring all these Gundam characters from all these different universes into the same world. And it was just a whole lot of fucking fun, and I would love to see those fucking games come back. I, I like, I, just give me a port. That's all I'm asking. That that's all I need. And that's it. Uh, I don't think I, mean, I ever played a Dynasty Warrior game ever. Mm-hmm. They're not. Uh, they're they're okay. I they just they get really repetitive, really fucking quickly because you're just mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over for like forty plus hours. I say that, but I am extremely excited for Persona Five Strikers, which is a warrior style game. Uh. But, Dude, the the Gundam games are the are the best um, Dynasty Warrior games. I think I wholeheartedly agree. I fucking love them. Uh, but yeah, the the I mean that's a good pick for you. I I would not ask for those, but yes. <laughs> um, Dylan, go ahead and tell me what your first game is. Uh, shit. Let me think about it. Uh, I just picked three. They weren't going to be in any order. Um, all right. So this, uh, and I have to say this is technically two, but I feel like it could be in the same one. Uh, it's not like, just imagine like how Spyro is in a reignited trilogy. This is a much bigger franchise, but, uh, the Witcher one and two, I feel like it's like a collection. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a remastered collection. Um, First off, this would really recoup. I'm not going to say they're taking losses on Cyberpunk because I know they're making money, but this would at least redeem the faith a little bit in the community within CD Projekt. But it's for people who did not get into The Witcher 1 and 2, which I was one of those people. Uh, The Witcher 3 instead swept the world by storm, and it made a lot lot of us fans at that point. but it would be nice to have like a modern day, uh, just really great graphics, physics, all that, like just reintroduced so we could go back and explore those games as well. Um, I have them both on Steam, but I mean, it's not that the graphics are putting me off. It's just like I, I want to play other stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think like a lot of people might not necessarily have that capability. So I think it would be a fun thing just to bring the two games back in a remastered collection and ha- have a good you know, have a good time with it. Have a go at it. Yeah, that's uh that's a really good um I would pick them up if they did that, honestly. Yeah, honestly, I, I really genuinely think that The Witcher 2 is fucking underrated. Um I think that that game's real good. But yeah, and I like I never got my chance to delve into it. I could play it. I mean, I have it, but Again, if I would be more inclined to do so if it was in modern day, uh, like graphics and just overall quality. Yeah, of course. 
Uh, okay. Well, that was your pick. Um, so when I started thinking about this, there were a couple that immediately left at mind, uh, that I actually think are currently in development, like Knights of the Old Republic. Um, that is Ooh. apparently coming like sometime next year. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, that's a fucking great game. But, um, so while I was thinking about that, one of the other Bioware games on the original Xbox that, uh, no one talks about came to mind. And that is a little game called Jade Empire. Um, this was, I think, 2000 and, uh, five or six. Um, hang on. I'm going to look it up. Jim Jade Empire. Uh, 2005, yeah, Bioware game. So this game was set in, uh, like, ancient China and kind of focused on the, you know, the ancient Chinese tales and kind of like folklore and stuff like that. Uh, and um, actually one really cool thing about it is it actually had its own language, kind of like fucking, you know, how, like, Tolkien did his, uh, like, Elvish and, and all that shit in Lord of the Rings. Um, but basically it was a big precursor to what Bioware would do with, um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> like Mass Effect, like there were morality elements to the game. Um, there were like, uh, I, I guess you kind of had that with, with Knights of the Old Republic, but kind of to, a, uh, I feel like to a lesser extent, um, because there were certain things that would open up in Jade Empire that would only open up based on your morality. Um, there were, like, if I remember correctly, th this was like the first time that they kind of introduced uh, the make your own character thing. That might have also been a Nice of the Old Republic, but I, I don't remember this at this point. Um, but, like, the game was... Goddamn good, man. I really enjoyed that game a lot. It had a very unique battle system, uh, all kinds of like different abilities that you could use um, based on, you know, where you spent your skill points. Uh, there was just a ton of character to everything in the game. And I, I love the setting. I really love the setting. Um, the score was really good. The, the story was was pretty fucking great. Um, and it just, it felt like there was a lot of like room for growth. Like it could have, could have been the next big franchise, but then they went off to do mass effect. So, um, yeah, I really liked that game a lot and it's sad that it's just stranded on the original Xbox. Um, so that would be, definitely be one that I would want to see come back. Oh yeah. I would love that. Um, isn't Knights of the, never mind. Go ahead. Never mind. Go on. No, no I, I was no, just going to say, uh, I was going to move to the, to the next one. Um, okay. whoever it would be. Uh, that'd be me, right? I'm next. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I forgot what order we're doing. It's been a long day, fellas. Um, anyway, this one is a title that I really want to see remastered. And that is Simpsons Hit and Run. 
Oh man, that game's so fun. I <laughs> that was such a good so game. Bad, that was dude. such a great game. I wanted so bad. I, I remember as a kid, I owned it on the original Xbox and the fucking GameCube. I had it on both consoles. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I adore the shit out of that fucking game. Um also the GameCube version of that game is extremely fucking hard to get your fucking hands on. That shit's worth uh let me look. I remember when I bought it, I got super, super fucking lucky. Um, because GameStop had just happened to get a copy in and GameStop had it up for retail for $35 and I, I, I quickly bought it. Like I, I posted something about it on Facebook and then a buddy of mine was like, Hey, like I was scrolling through GameStop today, looking at GameCube games and they, they have it in stock. And I was like, Oh fuck, let me go buy that. And I think I got it for like 35 bucks, which is really good because it actually goes on eBay. At least it did during COVID. So let me see what it is now. Um, okay, it's significantly less than it was when COVID was in was in full force. Um, but to buy a complete inbox version or GameCube version of the game that includes the manual and original case and obviously the game, um, the average sell sale price on eBay is eighty five dollars. Um, I remember doing. I remember during COVID when lockdowns were in full force. The GameCube version of Simpsons Hit and Run was actually sitting, if it was complete in box, at a little over two hundred dollars. Um, I, I guess, I, I well, I don't guess. I know that shit's a fucking cult classic for a lot of fucking people. For sure. and I, I absolutely adore the hell out of that game. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought the level design was great. I thought the whole switching between characters and in in each different level was great. Um, my, the last level I thought was beautiful with like the, the, it was like the Treehouse of horror themed kind of, th- kind of Springfield. Mm. And I fucking loved every second of it. And I really want to see that game remastered. Cause I bet that shit would look fucking beautiful remastered. I did see somebody did, um, make a, uh, lookalike on dreams on PS4 and it looked really fucking good. So I, I I would be super excited to see uh, what they would do about that. Um, I did I do remember seeing a couple months ago where now that Disney owns the rights to Simpsons, um, I, I don't remember if it was Disney themselves or somebody under them speaking for them, um, but they basically admitted that like that's not that's not anything on the table like that's not a thought that's even being considered at the moment. So. That was kind. Of, that was kind of heartbreaking to hear. But um, hopefully one day, you know, just because it's not, just because the idea is not there for them yet, doesn't mean it won't ever be there. Yeah. So maybe one day, maybe in like twenty years, <laughs> I would love to play that game on modern consoles, dude. Same. I would absolutely adore that shit. I remember, like, that was one of those rare games that I actually rented from Blockbuster. That it turns out I fucking love the game and bought it mm-hmm. instead of just renting it over and over. It was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, I don't know. It's it just it has this like tinge of nostalgia that very few games have and like hits mm-hmm. in a certain way. It's it's I for, I completely forgot about it too until you said that. And then I was yep. like, oh shit, that was a good choice. And I don't even like The Simpsons that much, honestly. Like I Same. think it's funny. Like I think it's okay. I watched it all the time when I was a kid, but like it's not a it's not a show that I've ever actively given a shit about keeping up with. Oh, um, that's because it got bad. <laughs> The first like nine, 10, 11 seasons of that show are fucking spectacular. But after that, it kind of drops off a fucking cliff. Yeah. I feel like the Simpsons is one of that is one of those shows where like it's been on long enough. 
it, it's okay to let go now. Yeah. Same thing with South Park too. I feel that way about South Park. Uh, I don't know about that. South Park still remains topical, and I think it's like yeah. I I think South Park does a really good job at at being funny while also being informative. Mm-hmm. Honestly, but at the same time, I feel the same way about Family Guy. I uh, one I'm hand fucking over Family Guy. One hand of me, like I still keep up with it every time they put a new episode on Hulu. Like I check back every Sunday night to see if there's a new episode on Hulu. Um, because they usually upload it to Hulu immediately after it airs on Fox, mm-hmm. like within 30 minutes of it airing. Um, like on one hand, I still enjoy it, but on the other hand, I'm like, okay, you, you've, you've been on TV long enough. You've been canceled like three times. You should stay canceled now. But yeah, Simpsons <laughs> hit and run. I really want to fucking see that shit remastered. Good choice. Good choice. Um, Dylan, what's your next... Uh, <clears throat> I was having a tough time choosing a number this as a uh, number two, but um, the first Assassin's Creed. Oh. I know that they're not in the in the business of remasters. I mean, they kind of are though, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll occasionally get a a collection like we did with Ezio, and then I didn't play three to know if it's good or not, but I heard it had some issues. But I feel like if they put, okay, so here's my thing. I wouldn't. I'm very selfish because I wouldn't want Ubisoft to do the remaster. This is in one of those situations where I kind of went a different way, like uh, <coughs> Austin did. I chose the I chose the game, and then I chose the company that I would want to do it. And I know it sounds fucking dumb, but I would love for Bluepoint to do mm. an original Assassin's Creed uh, remaster because the way that they built. Dark's, uh, sorry, Demon Souls was beautiful, and I I don't see a lot of similarities, but like I also see things that they could really excel at. Um, the first Assassin's Creed was what started it all, but it also had mechanics that we had never seen before. And the world, while it was beautiful for the time, I mean, it's dated now. It still looks okay, but it, it is dated. And I I feel like given in the right hands. And I know if anyone did it, it would be Ubisoft and this is just a pipe dream. But like in my fantasy right now, blue points, the one doing it and they're adding that lighting that they brought to demon souls. They're adding the architecture that they brought to demon souls and just the overall, like they kept the, the combat the same, right? I mean, they really didn't do anything to change demon souls, but it, it just felt better. And they added more to them, not necessarily the mechanics of the game, but like, they changed certain boss fights and stuff, and it would be cool to see how they could implement something like that into Assassin's Creed. But just overall, them getting their hands onto the game and bringing that uh, the start of the, the inception of the franchise back to us in modern day that would be great because that's the one that we're still dancing around. We got an Ezio collection, we have uh, Assassin's Creed Three remastered, but why have we not gotten one yet? Like that's the one that a lot of people fell in love with. Um, it was my game of the year. And yeah, it was my game of the year in 2007. Like that was, it, it just spawned something that I had never had in gaming before. It hooked me in a way that very few things did. And I want to, I want to have that again. I want to see it again. And I think it would completely live up to my expectations. It's everything that I would remember, but in the capable hands of a developer that cared about it, it could be so much. Uh, I'm not saying Ubisoft to do a bad job with it. Uh, I, I really I don't know. It's like a it's like a coin toss with them. But Blue Point, 
I mean, just look at Demon Souls and then imagine the possibilities. That would be really fucking cool, honestly. Yeah, I I really want them to do a remake of the first one because that is the one, like you said, that I I kind of fell in love with. But yep. also, it's the only one that's still only available in a old version. Like you can't buy a updated like remaster or or what have you. Right, because everything else, like you have Assassin's Creed Three, that was the remaster. But Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I mean, that was on the Xbox One. And so obviously Unity and I know Black Flag came out on the 360, I believe, right? Didn't it? it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but then after that, I think they all were. Uh, they all look new enough to be okay. And Rogue, Rogue okay. was also on the 360. Okay, and it got a remaster. It did, and Rogue did get a remaster. There you go. So the one that they continue to dance around is the one that I feel like everyone wants, and I don't know if yeah. there's a reason for that or not. But it just feels like it's inevitable. I wish it wasn't Ubisoft. I hate saying that, but I just feel like they should give it. And like, look at what uh, Toys for Bob did with Spyro. Like, they mm-hmm. get they it was it went into a capable hands, mm-hmm. and it looks beautiful. And then it spawned them doing Crash Bandicoot Four, and it looks fucking great. Uh, so I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I want it. It would be really cool. I I think the first Assassin's Creed game is really fucking good. Um, But uh, personally, me, uh, I think the game is really hard to go back and replay because I think it's incredibly fucking dated. And it's really hard for me to sit down and want to replay that shit. While I do think the story is great, everything else about it in 2021, not so much. So I would totally be down for a fucking remaster. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next one is there were so many that kind of like jumped out at me that like, like I would really love to see come back, but I don't know, like there are always rumors of these games like being remade, like Sorry to disappoint you, Dylan, but I think Metal Gear Solid is getting remade by Blue Point. That's the that's. The I mean, that's so remade. cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Because it gives them more capability, or not more cap, but more opportunities to show what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they are capable of some awesome shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, another one that like is constantly thrown around is uh, the um, the Soul Reaver games, like Legacy of Cain. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those games, but I played uh, the shit out of them on. Yeah, like I know the franchise. I was just talking about this franchise yesterday. I mean, it's something that is still on a on a lot of people's minds because we were talking about Medieval. I've never played Medieval. Oh God, I love that game. And but you see, it got brought back. You know. Yeah. Um. So there's just all these games that you're saying, I mean, it's just, it's still on people's minds. It's not just us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but with, with that said, one that I never see get talked about, uh, and this was maybe a little bit later than those games by like a couple of years, but it's jet set radio. Uh, oh. and, and more specifically, I would say jet set radio future. Cause that is the version that I played, but I, I think it's basically the same game. Um, this game never gets talked about as like anyone's doing anything with it. And I fucking adored 
this game on the original Xbox. Like I fucking loved it. Um, I don't know that it is necessarily relevant in today's modern age. Um, but I like, this was a game that was so easy to like get into. Like it was, it was basically like a little collectathon and like, it's just, it's one of those games that's so easy to hop in and be like, I'm going to play this for 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to put it down and be done. And I want more games like that. Yeah. Uh, especially as I get older and have less time and, and whatnot. Um, but the game had a oh, super fuck. crazy cool like uh visual style to it. Like it was almost like um I, I guess it was cell shaded at the time, like uh Yeah. But like it was almost like a weird like comic book like kind of like like it took a lot of inspiration from like the the dark outlines in comic books and, and shit like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I I don't know what else I could really say about it. I just think the game is incredibly fucking fun. And I think that it is more than deserving uh, to be back in the public consciousness. Dude, you, you just unlocked a bunch of memories that I completely fucking forgot about. (laughs) I fucking adore Jet Set Radio Future. I pretty sure somewhere at my grandmother's house, I still have my, copy of the uh, combo pack with Jet Set Radio Future and Sega GT Racing 2002. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that double pack. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still have that double pack somewhere, and I, I fucking adore Jet Set Radio Future. Because it, it's like you said, it's one of those games you can pick up and you can play for 10, 15 minutes, whatever, or it's one of those games you can pick up and just get fucking lost in for mm-hmm. hours. Yep. Um, I think for, for especially for a fucking sega game in 2002 like that to me jet set radio future while it might look dated now it was absolutely ahead of its time in 2002 oh yeah for absolutely fucking wholeheartedly and i just i i completely fucking forgot about that game and now that you mention it i'm literally going right now to buy the first one on steam (laughs) and i wish they would add the second one because i they say i think the second one's a million times better um fucking uh who was your favorite character to play as in Jet Set Radio Future? Um I don't remember her name, but it was the the girl with the blue. Yeah, I got you. I remember I I can't I was the I always played as the fucking alligator dude. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> dude. Either either the alligator dude or uh fucking yo-yo. Yo-yo was the shit too. And Which he's one? the fucking yo-yo is the one you start out with. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I can't remember if you start out. I can't remember if that's yo-yo or beat. Uh, beat was the red haired kid, right? Like the short red haired kid. I think so. I'm looking up uh jet rets, jet set radio character. Jet right ret radio. Yeah. Yeah. You guys um, are saying a lot of things and I don't know any of it. I've never played the game. <laughs> Beat oh, Be- is the kind of mascot mascot guy. He's the one with the red hair. Okay, all over yeah. The case. Um, He's the one that had the actually kind of difficult boss fight in Jet Set Radio Future. Mm-hmm. I still remember that going through fucking uh, getting on a rail fucking 50 feet high and just slamming through a window in a fucking skyscraper with fucking rollerblades. 
right? God damn it, dude. I I actually might stream the first one, honestly. There you go. That's pretty fucking that'd be pretty fucking fun. Um, Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, good shit, man. It I I like the fuck out of that game. I don't know I if you guys can tell, but I got so one. excited over it. <laughs> no, see, I never I was never uh Sega. I don't know if it's on other shit or not. I just I was never yeah, a Sega it's on, person. It's on the it's on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. I also never had the original Xbox. Oh. Did it come out on anything else? Uh, it was on the oh, the first game was on the Dreamcast, and then Jesse Radio Future was on the original Xbox. Okay, it cool. may have come to PS2 at one point, but I'm not sure. Dude, I'm looking at the Dreamcast collection on Switch, and that's honestly not that bad. Thirty-five dollars for Sonic Adventure DX, Sonic Adventure Two, Nights into Dreams, Jet Set Radio Future, and Crazy Taxi. Damn, son. That's Were any of those games your your last pick? No. Oh, none. <laughs> well, what was? Well, you know what my last pick was. I was I was oh. just about to say that before you fucking ruined it. I'm faster. <sighs> I want either a full on remake or just a complete series revival. Of Transformers War for Cybertron. Dude, that's what's up. War for Cybertron is fucking dope, dude. Loved that game, dude. I oh my god. I I bought the because I remember I remember being in middle school. Um, I was in I wanna say seventh grade when that game came out, maybe ten. Uh, okay, so yeah, I would have been in either sixth or seventh grade because I know, I know, fifth grade was two thousand seven and two thousand eight. So sixth grade was two thousand eight. Okay, so yeah, I was in seventh grade. Um, I I I remember I bought that game on the three sixty, and then for Christmas that year, um, there Christmas the year it came out, I asked for both versions of the DS title. Mm-hmm. And dude, I just I, I don't. It's really weird because I don't like Gears of War because of its play style, but I like Transformers even though it has the exact same game mechanics that Gears of War does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I just I I like I I fucking adore it. I I can't really say much about it right now because it's re- kind of hard for me to remember every detail of that game because it's been so fucking long since I played it. <laughs> I did try to go back. Um, I I stole Madison's brother's PS3. And then I went to Second and Charles and they had a copy of War for Cybertron for like three dollars. Mm-hmm. So I picked it up and I tried to play it and I, I was playing the first because I'm, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, you do the Decepticon story first and then you do the Autobot story. I think that's right. Yeah, I died so many times in the first Decepticon mission, like a ridiculous amount of fucking times. And I was just on a normal difficulty level. So I I, I was like, damn, like, I don't remember this game being this fucking difficult. But like I, I don't know, dude. I, there's not a whole lot I can say about it because it has been so long since I've actually sit down and played it, start to finish. But I, I, I need that game in my life. Like, I, I don't understand why it's not backwards compatible yet. I don't understand how that hasn't happened yet. Because I've seen so many fucking people across multiple different platforms fucking beg for that title to come, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get how it hasn't happened yet. 
Yeah, uh, that is a great fucking pick, dude. I remember picking that up and I played less of the single player campaign and I played a lot more of the multiplayer. That shit was fucking fire. And you're right. It, it played very, very much like, um, uh, years of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God. Yeah. Those were some fucking dope ass games. Um, they did a sequel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fall of Cybertron. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I want to say I played that one, but I honestly can't remember. Maybe. I think yeah. I played it on the on the DS. I think they had a DS version of that one, too, and I think I played that. Mm. But gotcha. I, God, dude, I, I have so many fond memories of that fucking game. I want to go back and replay that shit so bad. Maybe I'll go buy a PS3, because at least then I can play Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe I just have to go buy a PS3 or an Xbox 360. Hmm. That might be might be a good investment. Yeah, maybe. Um, Dylan, what is your last pick? <clears throat> Did you guys know that uh, I'm playing Spyro right now? Oh my god! Like that's just a thing I do. Um, it was a huge part of my childhood, as was Crash. And I would say I got the most time in Spyro of any any of the games in the in that kind of genre. Um. But would you believe there is another platformer that takes my heart more than Spyro? But I had less time with it. Did you know that? I did not. Uh, yes, I did. My most <laughs> wanted maybe game. Maybe I don't pay attention to you. I've never said it. My most oh. wanted game would be a Sly Cooper full-on remaster from Toys of Bob or Toys for Bob. Mm. Uh, Sly Cooper was such a fun time for me. And I didn't have a lot of time with it, unfortunately, because there was just a lot going on back in that time period. But I remember playing uh, Thievius Raccoonus. Um, I think I played a little of the second one. Um, it was it, It's just something different. I was so accustomed to Spyro and Crash, and this platformer was stealth-based, but still had a lot of that same charisma that I loved from Spyro um, and Crash. Uh, and I don't know. It just, I feel like it's time. I know that it got brought back on the PS3, which I never had, so I could play it. Um, but this needs the toys for Bob treatment. This needs a ground up reworking, which I fully believe they could do and just release the three. They have, you know, three mainline games that I think a lot of people would really enjoy going back to and play. I don't think the demand is quite as there as it was for Spyro and Crash because those are the two that everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. But there are some pretty fantastic platformers from that day, like the ones that... And, you know, if Ty the Tasmanian Tiger can get a rematch or, uh, you know, brought back on the Switch, so can Sly Cooper in some way, shape, or form. I mean, we've had Jack and Daxter over time. We were getting a brand new Ratchet and Clank game. People still care about platformers, but Sly Cooper's is the only one that's been left behind for a while now. There's more, but from like that series of games, when you think back to that time, there were a lot of this, there was, you know, Spyro, Crash, Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, like all of those games were uh, just, if you said platformer, that was just a part of the, that was just one of the names that fell in that list. So 
I would be very grateful to have the opportunity to play this with a ground up reworking. And I think it'd be just a lot of fun. And maybe if people didn't get a chance to play them back in the day, this could be something new for them that we don't get a lot of in gaming anymore. And it's I it's beyond Assassin's Creed and beyond The Witcher one and two. It's it's the one that I would love to have the most time spent with. It's it's exciting. And of course I would want to challenge run it, right? That's a that's another selfish reason for wanting to do it. I mean, that's what I do now, and I think it would be another great opportunity for something like that to happen. Oh yeah, dude. Do I one hundred percent agree with you? The these games are fucking I don't want to say criminally underrated, but they are criminally overlooked. Like no one yes. talks about the spl- the Sly Cooper games at all. No. And it's fucking a goddamn shame. Uh, it is because everything else has gotten some kind of, you know, come up and since those days, like Ratchet and Clink's had mo- like there was supposed to be a Sly Cooper movie that I don't think ever happened, right? Uh yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, there was there was a lot of chances for this game to have extra life, but something else was always taking precedent. Like, even Ty the Tasmanian Tiger got a re-release over this. Like, I, I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I love Ty, by the way. That that was one of the games that I fell in love with as well. But Sly Cooper's fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude, did you, have you seen that the, uh, the studio that uh, did Ty is now... Do uh, starting up a Kickstarter to uh, re-release the second game. Oh, that's I good. didn't even know there was a second game. I'm not gonna There's lie to three. you. Yeah, me either. Oh, cool. Well, I like the first one. <laughs> um, and it so, was Sucker Punch. That yeah, did Sly yeah. Cooper. Those those first three games were from Sucker Punch. And uh, have you ever played Thieves in Time? That was the last one. Yeah, that was the one on PS3. It might have been briefly. I had the most experience with one and a little with two, and I can't remember three. Okay. Uh, so basically this is a fun little story. There was this team, uh, in, uh, God, I don't remember. I don't remember where they came out of. They, but they hadn't had like a whole lot of, uh, games before then that had any real, like, I I don't want you want to say fanfare, I guess. Um, to them, they were called Sanzaru games. And basically they started working in secret on a sort of like prototype for a, for a new game. And then they went to Sony and was like, uh, Hey, so listen, um, we kind of want to do like a Sly Cooper game and here's what we've got. And they were so impressed with it that they were like, okay, you guys go ahead and remaster the first three games and we'll see. And then they remastered the first three games on PS3 and sold really well. And they're like, okay, go ahead. You're good. Do it. And, uh, and then thieves in time was released. And I don't know what happened with that because thieves in time, I thought sold relatively well and left on left on like a, um, cliffhanger. So like they were supposed to do another one and then it just, there was a speculation of a five happening, but I don't know whatever became of that. Yeah, me either. So maybe I I really don't want to. It's not that I do not want Sly Cooper five. It's that I want the other three first. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Right. So, 
Cool. I mean, that that's a great fucking pick, man. I I love the Sly Cooper games. Yeah. And like you said, they're 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 not talked about enough. They really aren't. Like, especially when you think about like the PS2 platformers, like everyone fucking sucks Jack and Daxter's dick. And like, l- listen, I get it. Jack and Daxter's great. But like no one fucking talks about Sly Cooper, and I think Sly Cooper's better. Like it is better. Uh, I don't know. Thanks for agreeing. You're welcome. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> All right. My last pick. Um, you would think based on what I had said earlier that like, you know, my, my number one choice would probably be Metal Gear Solid given that, uh, you know, it's my favorite game of all time and blah, blah, blah. But actually even had it not been, uh, or even though it, Oh my God. Even had there not been rumors that blue point was working on Metal Gear Solid. I actually don't think that I would have chosen it for this list. Um, because there is two games that I think are criminally fucking overlooked. Um, that I think both deserve, uh, maybe not necessarily remakes, but they need to be able to be played on anything other than the PS one. Uh, not through emulation because obviously you can emulate them, but, uh, there are little games from, the lunar franchise. Uh, the first one is, uh, lunar or lunar. Uh, if you're not a pleb, um, lunar silver star story. And the second one is lunar Two eternal blue. Uh, these were actually, I played them on PS one. Technically they are actually Sega, uh, Saturn. Hang on. I got to look this up. It's either Sega Saturn or Sega CD. Um, God damn it. Why didn't I look at this beforehand? That would require planning. Yeah. I'm a, we don't do that in this. I'm a real bad planner. Uh, let me see. Game arts, lunar, the silver star. It was on the Sega CD. Okay. So, okay. Um, I am familiar with the PlayStation iterations of those that were, uh, they were basically, remade um with like light touches to the actual gameplay but like with full on uh anime cutscenes in uh like a completely overhauled soundtrack and all the, all this other shit anyway um so these games are really fucking underrated JRPGs that have just really really fucking beautiful sprite work um and it's like eight bit aesthetic and the music in lunar 2 specifically is like i could listen to that soundtrack over and over and over and over again that soundtrack for lunar 2 is so fucking good um but these were uh, kind of my, I don't want to say introduction because that's not really right, but these were kind of like the first JRPGs that kind of brought more, uh, I don't want to say adult themes because that's not right, but they they felt more adult. 
Like for, for instance, in uh, Lunar 2 and this, I know this is going to sound fucking pervy. I know it's going to, but in Lunar 2, you have a character uh, named Lucia who at the beginning of the game walks around and is just like completely naked. Like just mm-hmm. completely fucking naked. I'm and, interested. <laughs> right? <laughs> fucking he's like, ooh, naked anime girl. Um <laughs> You've piqued me. But uh like part of her character arc is her learning because she's kind of like an alien, more or less. But like part of her character arc is learning what it kind of like means to be human. And so, like, there are these two kind of, like, mirroring scenes where in the first one, she comes into, like, the 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 male side of, like, this bathhouse, and she's coming in, and she's like, oh, well, I mean, Hero's over here. I'm going to go fucking take a bath with Hero. And so she comes in. She has no idea what's going on. But then, like, later in the story, like, you have her singing to herself and hero walks in on her and she it's not in a like bath setting, but like, it's still like, you know, whatever. And she kind of has like the opposite reaction of how she does in the beginning. And like, there were parts of these stories that seemed very fucking adult and like, were my introduction to those themes. Uh, not only that, but like they had like, awesome sort of like grid based tactical RPG, almost um, uh, battle mechanics or, or battle systems. I should say not mechanics, um, but like a kind of grid based tactical uh, battle system. I loved that. I like, I don't, I love these two games. I have, I have specifically played Lunar two, like fucking god damn like 15 20 times like i played the actual shit out of this game on the playstation one and no one ever fucking knows what i'm talking about when i bring these games up like no one has ever even like fucking heard of these games and that kind of breaks my heart because they're really fucking good games like they're really fucking good games and I just wish more people could enjoy them and I would love for them to come back in any sort of way so that people can play them on modern machines. Mm -hmm. So. Oh yeah. I've never heard of them. Never heard of it. You guys should look up. Well, Dylan, not, not Dylan, but Austin, you should look up, uh, like a trailer for them or something. Like uh, I, if you like turn-based RPGs the way that I do, this shit's do. right up your fucking alley. I very that's literally that honestly turn-based RPGs, especially like turn-based JRPGs is literally my favorite genre. Yeah. Um really really fucking great series and I wish Hell yeah. they would come back. I just wish look, when you were like, you know, Austin, you know, got super interested because there was a naked anime lady. <laughs> Instead of saying that you piqued his interest, he said you piqued me and it fucking killed me because <laughs> that just sounded like you gave him a fucking <laughs> hard on. You've piqued me. I goddamn died. I had to hold it together the best I could. Well, any to be fair, anytime either one of you talk, I have a I have a semi chub, so 
I mean, to be fair, that's fair. To that's be fair, totally fair. Well, never mind. <laughs> don't don't ask questions. Just appreciate it. Um. Well, that was uh, the that podcast. Was topic. That was the oh. topic. Uh, he said it's there's over. Still though. more. <laughs> there is still more. Um, and luckily for you, I didn't get to play a whole lot this week. Uh, so thank God, because you sure as hell watched a lot. <laughs> We've been gone for two weeks. You fuck. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, me and Dylan haven't watched as much as you did in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of. I've watched a lot of Twitch. It's your thing, though. Uh, it, we were. I respect it. Dylan might not, but I do. Thank you. Dylan right. might not. I was talking to Josh, not you. Uh-oh. Oh, thank you, thank you. Austin. God damn, that took a turn. I was like, fuck. Um, at least I got right. support. This is what we've been playing. <laughs> uh, guys, I played the medium. Or I, I started. I started playing the medium. Uh, I haven't finished it yet. Do you medium like it, or are you starting to like it more? Um. Oh my god. I. <laughs> Kind of medium like it. <laughs> okay. This man saw the opportunity for the corniest joke he could make and took it. That's what I do. Because <laughs> apparently I look like I work in a fucking cornfield down my in God. Georgia with right wing beliefs. Oh my God. Okay. So um I I know I've talked about this game a lot, and I have said over and over and over again that I really like blue blooper team. And nothing has really changed that. I still really think they're a good studio, but I'm kind of baffled by this game. Um, And I'm not finished with it. So maybe like things get better, but like, so the game follows Marianne, a spirit medium. She kind of gets this, uh, I guess like plea, to go to this uh, old workers resort. Uh, it all, by the way, it all takes place in a, um, in I think I believe it's Poland, but it's like um, after like the fall of the Soviet Union, I think. Uh, so it's like in the mid nineties, maybe um, late eighties to early to mid nineties, somewhere somewhere in that time frame. I don't remember the exact year. Anyway, so. Uh, you just kind of get this feeling and you hear someone who's like, you need to come here. And she just kind of goes there, which is already to me. I'm like, well, that's weird. You have no reason to go there. Like what, like what, why are you Uh, anyway? Um, the opening sequence I think is actually very strong and kind of uh, like lures you into the gameplay. Uh, with like, you know, the showing you what's going on between the two worlds and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but like the game is built like an old resident evil or silent hill game with like fixed camera angles and kind of like tank controls. And like, I feel like that could have been done better. Like, I, I mean, we, we've had resident evil four since what? 2004. Mm hmm. Like people have known to how or have known how to work with fixed camera angles and have like better controls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm also kind of like <sighs> there are parts of this game that just 
don't make sense to me. Like, I, I mean, they, they kind of make sense because you're trying to kind of like, um, uh, how do I want to put it? Like you have to know what's going on sort of. So like the, the, uh, lead actor, um, or the, the lead character, she'll explain basically what's going on. But the thing is, is like, she doesn't shut the fuck up. Like she's always talking and like, okay, like that's one way to do it. But like, that doesn't give me the chance to get in your head because you're just telling me what's going on in your head. And like, that takes some of the fear out of it. You know what I mean? Like that, I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't feel like a well-realized script so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it comes together in the end, but like this kind of feels like they were like, we've got this idea. We think this will be really cool. Let's make this game. And then just kind of threw all of the other elements together to try to like, cobble together a game around their really cool idea for gameplay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, uh, and uh, again, I haven't, I haven't beat the game. So like, I don't know how much more it comes up, but like so far the like the dual worlds thing has literally happened like twice for me. And I thought, (laughs) I thought that was the core conceit of the gameplay. So I kind of thought that I would be using it more, but not really. And that really kind of just like makes me upset because I thought I was going to be doing more that that's supposed to be the gameplay gimmick, but like, it's not there. (laughs) Just, uh, I don't know. I I'm going to stick with it because I do like blooper team. I think that they could potentially like, bring me, bring me back in. Um, but like, I, I really, really wish this game was doing more with the pedigree that is behind us. Uh, because that like, there are a lot of things in this game that I really do like. Like, I think that some of the visual style in this game is fucking gorgeous. Like there are like, things in this game that I'm like, holy shit, man, this is like, like, like beautiful. Like they, I wish that I had more of this. Um, I really like the music, but it's just, there's not enough of it in here. Like a lot of it's just silence. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I, like a lot of stuff in here. And I know like, it sounds like I don't because I've been really like morbid on it, but like I do like a lot of stuff in here. So I'm, I'm pulling for it to, to get better, but I, I need it to do more. Mm -hmm. I, I really need it to do more if it's going to like hook me and, and keep me involved. So, but what you're saying is there's a chance. Yes, yes, there's definitely a chance. A medium chance. I hate you. <laughs> uh, Austin, you also played a scary game. 
Uh, tell me about phasmophobia. I, I really wish you would have said the other one. Why? Because it's just how you let it up. It's like, Austin, you've also played a scary game. Tell me about, and then you inserted his second game. I would okay. just, <laughs> you know, I, I would have lost your mind. I, that would have been like up there with you peaked me. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, I started playing uh, phasmophobia last night and I also uh, streamed it, which <clears throat> neither of you showed up for. I go to bed at eight o'clock it's cool. uh, and I was busy doing things. So fuck it's cool. It's, Kayla. It's cool. Oh, oh, wow. I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> oh, wow. That, uh, yikes. why is this? What, what the fuck was that so bad? <laughs> listen, it man, it's dick jokes are fine. All right. Oh, but we can't love our girlfriends affectionately. Cool. No, okay. no we, don't, big deal. we don't do that. We, I'm, we I'm know what you've joke. been doing, Austin. You have two children to show for it. You fuck. Yeah. Should have swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> do uh, I do have I do have uh have a uh, two children and probably a third one on the way. Okay, just uh, we're, what? I I hate no, it's, it's Go, Tell me it's about other things. Tell I me about it. being scared. Um, oh, I can't handle a third right now. Please, uh, <laughs> you. What do you what? <laughs> what do you have to do with this situation? <sighs> Get get the fuck out of here. All right. Anyway, Phasmophobia. Um, I streamed it last night. Um, I think the game is really fuck like so I can handle horror games a lot better than I can handle horror movies. Um, I haven't really played That's a lot of so them. weird. Yeah, yeah I so don't weird. handle horror games well at all. <laughs> yeah, because you're actually in it with a yeah. horror game. Um, so like uh, the, the, uh, I, the most notable horror games I've really ever played are the uh, uh, the Outlast games. Oh God, fuck those games! And I do think those games are terrifying. Those games are fucking terrifying. Um, and I, you know, I looked at Phasmophobia. It looked fun. I was like, uh, it looks fun, but it doesn't look like anything that would really freak me out. Uh, no, no, sir. That <laughs> shit is spooky. As fun. <laughs> that shit is scary. Like, first of all, I want to point out. The game does a really bad fucking job at explaining you how to play the actual fucking game. Mm-hmm. I think to the I think the quote unquote tutorial is actual hot garbage because it does not teach you anything. Oh. Literally, literally the people in the chat uh, while I was streaming the game, I think I think while I was streaming the game, I got up to like seven or eight viewers. Uh, literally, the people in the chat were teaching me how to play the game better than the fucking tutorial was. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, but it, everything was fine and dandy, man. Like I was having a fine time. I was getting used to it. And then I walked into the living room of this house and I just heard footsteps and a door slam upstairs. And I was like, nope. I'm not having this at all. And so I was actually going back out of the house to go back to the truck to get some, get some other equipment. And as I walked past the stairs, I heard footsteps on the stairs and I was like, Nope, no, I'm not going to turn around. I don't want any part of this. And I turned around and he was, and a ghost was right there. And I genuinely thought that my bladder was about to fully release. That shit was scary as fuck. It made my butthole tighten and clench, and I wasn't having it. Uh, needless to say, I 
if a scary game can actually physically make me feel that way, I'm genuinely impressed. Like I'm genuinely impressed by it. So I'm really excited to play more of that game. I'm definitely going to play it on my own a little bit to try to kind of get used to it and really understand it. Um, but it, it, that shit's fucking scary, man. If you can't handle scary things, like I think, I think what makes it so scary for me, like to me, a game like that is, is scarier than outlast because it's more, um, it's more in the realm of possibility. I think if that makes sense, like, like Mm -hmm. ghosts, like ghosts and spirits are easier for me to believe than like a lot of the other shit. Like, like in horror, like horror movies, like ghosts and spirits make me physically more terrifying than like, uh, like Freddy Krueger or, or, or shit like that yeah, because like sure. it's more realistic like it's more grounded in the realm of possibility and it's first of all spirits and and ghosts I don't necessarily believe in them but I also believe that if they are real I don't want to ever find out oh yeah for sure for sure like uh, I'm kind of at the point in my life where like uh, they could be but I don't really want to fuck with it to find out um, so I, I'm really excited to continue playing the game and a uh, little side note, there's a game on steam right now for 99 cents called Russia phobia, which is oh. exactly what you think it is. And you play as like Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And there's <laughs> also a big tittied anime chick that oh. does, that just doesn't belong there. And, um, why I'm, I'm going to buy it. I'm, I'm going to buy it right now. Uh, but that looks fucking cool, but yeah. Phasmophobia. It's awesome. I'm really actually impressed by it. Like, I'm really enjoying it. It's spooky as hell, though. I've heard it's scary as shit. It, it is, dude. It it literally, like, I, I'm not joking. When I saw the ghost on that stair, I literally felt my butthole tense and click. <laughs> that's the exact feeling I got every time I was going, or, like, not going up against, because that's the wrong terminology, but, like, every time that I would like find something in outlast every yeah. fucking time that. And, um, did you guys get to play PT? Mm-mm. Um, no, I watched plenty of it though. That shit literally made my fucking stomach drop out of my asshole when I was playing it. Like I <laughs> PT is something else, man. But I, um, I also want to point out, um, er, like earlier when I was talking about phasmophobia, I said, you know, it, to me, it's more realistic than shit like Outlast. I in no way want to discredit Outlast because those games are terrifying. Mm-hmm. They are yeah. physically terrifying. They are hard for me to fucking sit down and play. Um, but I do enjoy them nonetheless. But yeah, yeah. go buy phasmophobia. Honestly, I expected it to be. And for $15, dude, that's really not that bad. That's actually pretty fucking good for a game like that. Now, you know that it won Best Debut Game at the Game Awards, right? I did not. I, yeah. I, I, I probably, I'm not going to lie, I didn't finish watching the Game Awards, honestly. Um, as soon as they yeah. said Final Fantasy VII won Best RPG, I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked up by everything else the day and the next morning. Well, you're okay to be uh, wrong. Or it's okay to be wrong. Um, Am I? Uh, I don't know. Tell me about Spyro 2, Dylan. Huh? Uh, I don't remember what I said in the last podcast whatsoever uh, regarding Spyro 2, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I said that I was starting to route it, I think. 
Yeah, um, so if that's the case, oh, am I boring you? Are you no, yawning just, over this? I'm just really tired. Well, don't make me sad. I was hoping we could have like a joking moment where I'm I'm rude to you, and then you're like, uh, "Yes, you are. You are boring me," or something like that. And then we have our you know ha 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 moment. But all right, no, you just made me feel bad because you've worked a hard day at work. <laughs> um, the routing phase is like okay. Uh, two couches. <laughs> wow, big day for you. <laughs> big big fucking day. God oh, damn. and a uh, and a, a heavy ass dresser. What? Did you drop it on your toe? <laughs> no, that was a washing machine, sir. Oh, okay. All right. That also happened in the two weeks we've been away. Josh was crippled for a week. It's true. That, that is hurt, something though. that happened. I bet uh, fucking hurt. Yeah. He dropped a thingy on his thing. Uh, so routing is finished for Spyro 2. Washing machine on his dick? I I wanted it to be more open than that. Now you just... Got... <laughs> Thanks. You ruined it. <laughs> I think I made it better, but go off. All right. What? Spyro 2. Yes, that's what I'm playing. So I finished routing it and done. I've, I've finished a lot of runs and now I'm to the point where uh, if I get hit before the second to last boss, I reset. I do that because the second to last boss and the last boss are where I'm going to take my hits at. Uh, but I have a nine hit personal best right now. I've not improved on that because... Like I said, I keep resetting. Um, there's a lot of... This game is much harder. It's much harder than I thought it would be. There's much more to collect. It's about... I would say an hour longer. 45 minutes to an hour longer than the first game, which super sucks because uh, that's just more time that I can get hit. But that said... Um, I truly think the run is coming sooner rather than later. I think within the next... Within, within the fortnight. I believe I will be able to get this run, but we'll see. Austin, what second game have you been playing? I hate it here. <laughs> I physically hate it here. Um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite on. Oh shit! What? <laughs> That's so crazy. Because like just a few seconds ago, I said, "Wow." It's, yeah, okay. it's almost like you have an outline in front of your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> this outline was just typed. <laughs> it was just typed probably two hours ago. Um, anyway, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. Um, Fortnite is what it is, I guess. I mean, I don't really think there's anything I can say about it that anyone who listens to this probably doesn't already know. Yep. So moving on. (laughs) You got your 10 fucking movies at the beginning of this podcast. You can let other people talk. (laughs) But, um. Actually, I think I'm done. <laughs> oh my god! Go fuck yourself, you son of a bitch! That was so good. Uh, I'm getting better, except for last night. Uh, last night doesn't prove my case because oh. I ate shit all night long. I thought you meant uh, on timing jokes, but you just meant Fortnite. Oh well, I mean, I guess both. Well, not now. Fuck no. you. Move on. No. <laughs> that's timing. Let's go. Come watch all me right. on Twitch play Fortnite, Bruh. Hey, we're getting too there. early. What the there. fuck? Extra God promotion damn. and shit. You son of a bitch. No, you lost your you lost your shout out. Hey, okay, Dylan can do it once a fucking episode. Nobody calls him a son of a bitch, but the first time I you know do what? it, well, fuck me, right? KT and T. I'm gonna buy you a PS Vita for Christmas, Dylan. As long Dude, as it doesn't do have it. Wi-Fi from do fucking it. AT&T, I'm okay with that. All right. Uh, um okay. Oh wait, your Wi-Fi is good actually. 
I forgot. I talk shit about AT and T, but you got some bomb ass fiber internet from AT and T. Yeah, dude, fiber is the fucking shit. All right, love it. AT and T sponsor me. On to our pick of the week. (sighs) God damn, you you trash AT and T, and the very next (laughs) second you're like, "Hey man, uh, you want to sponsor us?" Listen, AT and T, I'm open for sponsorship for real though. Y'all motherfuckers want to give me some money? I mean, I I did get my free shipping from G Fuel, so I guess you can say I'm pretty much sponsored. Like I'm almost there. (laughs) Fuck yourself. <laughs> he plays Fortnite kidding. for one night and all of a sudden he's got G Fuel's G Fuel sponsorships. I'm just kidding. G Fuel is fucking gross. Anyway. Uh, anyway. All right. Um my pick of the week is Super Eye Patch Wolf's villains in wrestling video. Jesus. Um Super Eye Patch Wolf is one of my favorite YouTubers. Uh I think that everything he puts out is real good. Um and he does, uh, well, I guess this is only like his third, uh, mm, this might be his fourth. It's either his third or fourth wrestling video, but he has like some crazy good insight into like wrestling. Um, like one of his videos is about like why you should watch wrestling. And he kind of breaks down like how it is like this weird blend between like real world, um, like it's like a mix between theatrics and the real world, but like binded together in like this weird and cool way. Um, it's called that one's called professional wrestling is stupid and beautiful. And I love it. And like that has some great insight, but like the one in particular I'm talking about making people hate you, uh, is a very special look into how wrestling heels become the way that they are basically. Uh, and he breaks down several different ones. And one of the stories is like really fascinating. It's about this black guy who wrestled in, uh, like I forget the promotion, but basically it was like the deep South and he would run around like screaming shit about like black superiority and like how he was going to kill white people, like after his matches and shit, (laughs) it's fucking like heinous, heinous shit. Uh, but, um, the video is really good. Uh, the dude makes nothing but like really great videos. Like seriously, everyone should go check them out. Um, and that's it. Oh yeah. Bam. Promotion. Bam. Awesome. Speaking Uh, of promotion. Yeah. My pick of the week is, uh, check all of us out on Twitch. Uh, pretty much at this point, we all stream at like completely different fucking times. Mm -hmm. So you never have to worry about all three of us doing it at the same time. I mean, you're pretty fucking spot on, though, right? Because I stream mainly every day from three to like six. Some yeah. days it goes longer. Some days I start earlier, but that's generally the main schedule. And then, Josh, I mean, you're more towards the end of my streams. Yeah, yeah. I've started. I, I have it on my schedule that I'm streaming every Wednesday from four to seven, but I've kind of been hopping in almost every day closer to like the probably like five o'clock range. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all kind of like all, and then here I am coming in at nine o'clock. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I I stream so late because I have kids and I want them to be in bed before I do shit like Mm -hmm. that. 
um because i you know i i contrary to popular belief i do enjoy spending time with them oh no um <laughs> however <laughs> however <laughs> fuck you um I actually really badly want to have a couple have a have maybe one night a week where I I I sit Josie in my lap and we play like and we stream like Minecraft or something like I think that would be really fucking cool. So I, I am going to start doing that eventually when she's a little more uh, tame and calm because uh, she is not. Is that ever going to happen? <laughs> I don't know, because I'm 90 percent sure she has. I'm 90% sure she either has an ADHD or she has mild autism. I like it. And oh. that's not even a joke. Like I'm genuinely like 90. She has, she has a, like, she has a really bad speech impediment and she's about to start uh, speech therapy. And that is, a, that is a pretty big sign, especially in young girls of both of those. Um, but the problem is they can't for, for whatever reason uh, it's different between boys and girls for ADHD and autism. And they can't really test them for stuff like that until they're like seven or eight. So she's she's too young for us to even be able to figure it out. Um, that's a complete side note, though. Uh, yeah, check us all out on Twitch, I guess. Uh, so I'll I'll do mine in just a second. But Austin, that last promotion's a joke, right? What? The one that you typed recently, where your notification? Yeah, I just want, yeah, I just wanted Josh to say oh, it. Oh my I him to get god! This. I wanted to say it out loud. I. Sincerely thought you finally <laughs> that was my oh my god just a few minutes ago. That's I mean, amazing. I'm not gonna lie, uh, I'm, I'm getting with a name like that, dude. That might have just made me do it. I'm not gonna lie. All right, well, that's what makes it so bad is because I it genuinely sounded like something you would do. That's getting shouted out at the end of the show, regardless. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> even if it is just a joke, I don't even give a fuck. I got what I wanted, and that's all I care about. Okay. Go ahead, Dylan. Um, wow. Uh, no, so... Why do you sound so disappointed in me for that joke? I don't know if I'm disappointed. I'm more concerned that this is going to come into fruition, and I don't know how I feel about this. Oh, it's not like you would ever see it. Oh, I mean, Probably. <laughs> He's like, maybe? I don't but know. the fact that it exists... It doesn't exist. Not, I mean, well... I'm not that. Ah, fuck. My pick of the week is back to Twitch. (laughs) Um, So. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I feel bad. Hold on. I go ahead. I'm trying to scroll up just so I can just focus on the pick of the week. Yeah. Pick of the week. Weed Lord Gaben. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised you read that right. Um, I'm joking. I had full uh, confidence in your capability to read that. But uh, yeah, it's all one word, exactly how it I sounds. I did graduate high school. Did you? I didn't. Actually, I did, but... Congrats. Doesn't, doesn't uh, make me any less of an idiot. <laughs> right there with you. But at least you don't have a, a OnlyFans. Um, so Weed Lord Gaben, all lowercase, all one word. Um, he's another part of the, obviously, hitless community. But he's fucking charismatic as hell. He's super nice. Um... And he's good at what he does. He has no hit one of the Soulsborne games before. He's working on Demon Souls right now. And it's just nice to be a part of his chat when you go on. He makes you feel welcome. And it's always a good time. So check him out on Twitch. Uh, highly recommended. Dope. Uh, 
well, that's that's it for us. We are we are done. Um well the um, one little thing I want to mm. uh shout out. Uh I created this a while ago in preparation um and just haven't uh really done anything with it. Um I created a culture bop discord channel, uh, or server, not channel. Uh, and it's got a whole bunch of stuff in there. Um, this is actually how we do our podcast, which is kind of funny. Shit. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, I just searched up culture bop thinking that it was a separate thing, not realizing I'm currently here right now. Oh (laughs) my God. (laughs) Uh, anyway, so, I'm going to start pimping that out because uh, I kind of want us to grow a community. So I want, I kind of want the listeners of the podcast in here. I went ahead and I made uh, separate channels for like all of our Twitch channels, one for culture bop, like in general, mainly for the YouTube stuff, but you know, whatever I've got one for the, um, for the podcast and then just some kind of like general ones. Uh, but I, I kind of want this thing to start growing and I kind of want us to get to a place where we, we have people talking with us about the show and stuff like that. So, um, I guess, uh, well, uh, hit us up through the various social medias that I'm about to go through, uh, to kind of uh get with us about an invite over here uh could be cool and um yeah so with that out of the way you can always find or no that just feels wrong all right as always you can find us on social media for all things culture bob hunting pixels and the culture bob family of content there we go damn it what is this an auction jesus (laughs) <laughs> that's how I that's how I do it every show. Fuck you. Uh you can find Hunting Pixels on Twitter at Pixels Hunting and on Instagram at hunting underscore pixels CB. Uh haven't posted there in a hot minute because we haven't had anything coming through. Uh we haven't recorded in a week. So uh but this week we will have more posts. Um also we created a Twitch channel. Uh it is it's just hunting pixels over there. Uh, we will, we're working on getting the logistics, um, set down, but we are very possibly going to be streaming the show over there live. So you can come and join in and that could be fun. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the bebop man one eight two on Instagram at bebop man one eight two, and on Twitch at the underscore bebop man. Uh, you can find Dylan on Twitter at omdizzy, Instagram at omdizzy tv, and on Twitch at omdizzy. You can find Austin on Twitter at big papa plays on Instagram at big papa stevens underscore slash big papa plays. Uh, one of those two, not like. Sl- n- like yeah, I have two. Part of this. Yeah, I have yeah. two. One's the Stevens is personal and plays is just all gaming related. Ex- exactly. Uh, Twitch. He is also on there at Big Papa Plays. And guys, he has a OnlyFans. It is okay, at bigger <laughs> at, at bigger Papa fucks. 
I fucking oh, hate that I just said that. I knew I was going to do it because I was like, that's too funny not to, but also, like, I hate that I just fucking did it. Yeah, I wish you would have done it without laughing and just been calm and, like, it's normal. I could Like, at Bigger Papa Fucks is just too good of a fucking name, man. I love it. That's what oh, I'm saying. Step Papa. Like- oh, no. <laughs> Uh, don't actually go over there. He does not have an OnlyFans. Don't. It might exist though. Try it out. Uh, yeah, it might. A joke Dylan just made. I have to. <laughs> oh God. Um. Oh, and you can check out Culture Bop all over the place. Twitter at Culture underscore Bop, Instagram at Culture underscore Bop, and on Facebook at the Culture Bop. Oh, and also YouTube. Uh, Culture Bop. Check that stuff out and. Uh, we are almost done. Uh, Dylan gets by with a little help from his friends. That wasn't me. Oh, I don't believe mm. you. I actually swear to God, I did not type that. Oh, interesting. I didn't type that. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm dead ass. I did not type that for once. When you said that, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no, I really didn't type that. Then who the fuck did? Only you two have access and I sure as fuck didn't. I Oh, this was, we edited the last week's fucking uh, oh, outline. Oh, okay. that's right. That's right. I did write that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. shit. All right. We're a bunch of fucking morons, so it's time for us to get out of here. Uh, it's been a great show. Uh, we will be back next week with an all new episode. Until then, goodbye.